It's a nice day to record the podcast. Okay, I'm not Billy Idol. Okay, right, yeah. Let's dial that back a little bit. Dial that back. It's fine. It's fine. A little voice crack. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I no words. Uh, so the, our guest today is Dewan Johnson. This yes. guy is freaking amazing, guys. I'm so super pumped for everybody to hear this interview because he talks about cancel culture. Of course, he talks about his career, but he talks about just a lot of stuff that goes into being an actor in the yeah. entertainment industry and always having the spotlight on you. Yeah, and his uh, approach to the ups and downs of social media. Um, teaching classes, giving back to you know to to fellow actors, uh, just so much, man. Yeah. So much good advice for y'all in there, a- yeah. and a great T-shirt. Yeah, right. <laughs> just be prepared. Wait, that's right. Be prepared. Oh my goodness. Well, that's later on the show. Now let's get a little crazy. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Holy moly, we're on episode 139 this Woo! week. That is insane in the membrane. It is. It, I, I just, it's blowing by. It, it's. It, I can't believe how fast 150 is creeping up. I know. I, I mean, and then 200, and who knows? It's just insane. I know. It's insane. Absolutely bonkers. You know what else is insane? Yeah. How much superhero news we have this week. Seriously. A <laughs> lot of superhero news on both DC and Marvel is going down. We got yeah. all that, so, you know, this geek's excited. I mean, of course, I mean, you guys know. You guys know. <laughs> oh, man, but you guys know your host with the most, myself, J-Lo Fantastic, and the one and only Mouth. What's up? But yeah, like you said, freaking superhero news, a whole bunch of Disney news, and maybe, maybe some Roku news about uh, HBO Max. Yeah, maybe a little something, something. Maybe, and no doubt reboots. Yeah, of course. I mean, (laughs) of course. You mean there's more? What? I know. Absolutely wild, man. Absolutely wild. But before we get this thing started, everybody knows. Be sure to head over to our merchandise website, www.crazyantmedia.com. By the time everybody is listening to this, we will be already released our holiday merchandise. Uh, To tease a little bit, of course, that will be available Thanksgiving Day. Oh, man, they look damn good. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas over there. It is. It is. It is. Even the North Pole gets a little bonkers every (laughs) once in a while. That's right, man. Santa's got ants. Exactly. I mean, you know. (laughs) You know. Reindeers love ants. It's it's fun. Fine. It's fine. fine. But yes, we're so super pumped about it. And of course, Black Friday sales, they are happening, guys. So be sure to stay tuned for the percentage of what's going to be taking off of your total cost for the merchandise. Super exciting. Yes. Super exciting. But of course, let's head over to Disney. Yes. Disney. According to sources, despite Warner Brothers' move to release Wonder Woman 1984 onto HBO Max, Disney says, hold up. Hold up. Yep. We're we're not even thinking about releasing Black Widow on Disney Plus. No. No, Feige and Marvel Studios and all they're very adamant about their plan is still theatrical release. Yeah. I mean, it sounds good. So was so was Warner Media's for Wonder Woman for like ever. Yeah. So uh Will they hold on to that? We don't know. It all depends on how long the theaters are going to stay closed. Of course, there's like barely any open right now. I mean, maybe more drive-ins will pop up. Like, I mean, definitely they should recreate the drive-in movement, like build more up so that people could actually see this quote-unquote theatrically because, I mean, that's the only way I feel like people will be happy with it. Like Patty Jenkins because uh, we all saw she was out there on a little shade. Yeah, yeah, we're going to talk about that when we jump to the bunny. Patty was not happy. No. I also think they're they're going to wait and see. I mean, it, let's be honest about it. If they're sitting back waiting and they see that Wonder Woman does 
massively well on HBO Max. Yeah, then and maybe the they'll after, put then, it on then, there. Then, yeah, that would only make sense. They're like, okay, well, yeah. let's put Black Widow out there. So, exactly. I don't know. Everything's up in the air, though. Everything's up in the air. But Disney has decided to move some of its content and some of its upcoming content to Disney+. Plus, Like uh, Cruella. Yep. Uh, we're also, like the Emma uh, Stone and Emma Thompson and uh, Pinocchio is going on there. The live-action Pinocchio. With and, Tom Hanks. Yeah, yeah, with Tom Hanks and Peter Pan and Wendy. So, yeah, there are going to be some things. We don't know if it's going to be ha- be behind a tier wall like Mulan was or if it's going to be free like upcoming Soul will be. So, I mean, everything's all up in the air right now. Hopefully, they saw the backlash of the of the premium tier wall with Mulan, so they'll just make everything free. Yeah. And we and one thing's for sure, they are they are prioritizing Marvel Studios. Yeah. They know where Agreed. their bread and butter is. They're mm-hmm. like, hold on, wait, we're gonna push all these other movies, but we're gonna wait on this one because everybody wants to see Marvel in the theater. So I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, they gotta be so back. Speaking and forth. of Marvel, yeah. I mean I'm sure you guys have heard it, all these rumors, right? Like they're gonna CGI Chadwick Boseman in the Black Panther mm. two, you know, like kinda like they did in Fast and furious with with paul walker you know give him a a proper goodbye and and you know and there so of course there's been a lot of back and forth about whether that would be okay is that cool well apparently it's not even true uh no. <laughs> black panther executive producer victoria alonzo has definitively shot down all of those rumors she said it is absolutely not true the late chadwick boseman says no one there is only one chadwick and he's no longer with us sadly our king has died in real life not only in fiction and we're taking a little time to see how we're going to continue the story and honor the chapter of his unexpected loss but he is not being digitally put into uh black panther 2 i like that though I, like I, I do too. Because, I mean, I feel like out of respect for him and, of course, his family, like maybe Paul Walker's family was a-okay with it. I mean, his brother filled in as the stunt double or as the double and CGI his face, Paul right. Walker's face onto it. So, I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense if you don't want to, like, do that. So, I mean, it's whatever people are comfortable with. Yeah. And, and of course, you know, it's not the first time, like, like uh, Carrie Fisher's family was not okay with it. So they used footage they had already sh- had of, of Carrie Fisher for Leah in the, in the Star Wars films. Yeah. They were not okay with di- digitally doing it. So I, I think it's the right move, though. You've already got the story, but uh, the comic book storyline that says that, you know, a new Black Panther takes over. Yeah. I, I mean, just use it. You've got an out and just, I think it's the right thing to do. Agreed. Agreed. And and this next one is by no surprise because if you were paying attention at all during Endgame, I mean, obviously, Thor went with the Guardians of the Galaxy. So this makes sense. It has been officially announced that Chris Pratt is going to be in uh, Thor Love and Thunder. Yes. Duh. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I mean, did anybody read that and go, what? Right. I mean, guys, they totally set that up. Like, I mean, come on. I know. It, it's like this next one is surprising, though, because we've heard nothing. Nothing. It's like no. stalled. Back and is forth. It, is like, it not? Is it happening? Know? Can it stay rated R? Will it ever see the light of day? Well, apparently, guys, we have some good news for you. Apparently, Deadpool 3 is indeed a go at yes. Disney. Uh, Disney and Marvel Studios have apparently been working closely with Ryan Reynolds. They have been holding writers' meetings, and they have announced that they are hiring Bob's Burgers writers, Wendy Molino and Lizzie Molino. They're going to uh, write the movie. Even better news, apparently, they're trying to figure out the logistics on how they're going to make it happen, but it will be rated R. Disney has signed off on it, so will this be Marvel Studios' first 
rated R film, or will they do it under 20th century? We don't know, but it's a go. It's moving forward. They're looking for a new director, um, only because the the guy who directed the last one is busy throughout, so yeah. they don't know if he can commit to it or not, although they said the door was open. Yeah. But this is exciting. It is very exciting. I mean, a lot of people thought Deadpool, the whole Deadpool franchise was dead. Yeah, like, as soon as I mean, the Disney buyout, yeah. they were like, oh, that's it. Because, I mean, you can't have Deadpool without it being rated R. You just wouldn't be able to do it no, right. he's the Merc with the mouth. Exactly. I mean, if you take away the mouth, then what, what do you have? What's I the mean, point? Just, yeah. But, yeah, I'm super excited about that. I'm happy that it still has life under the Disney buyout. Yes, me too. Yes. Oh, man. And 20th Century Studios is also doing another Predator, another installment in the Predator series. Uh, and they have attached... 10 Cloverfield Lane director Dan Trechenberg uh, yes. to direct the fifth installment of the Predator franchise. Nobody knows what it's about yet. Uh, that it's all being kept under wraps. And from 2018, everybody knows that another one came out in 2018. And uh, so yeah, so, yeah. You know. they just know that they're keeping it away from that. It will not. Uh, uh, like continue that storyline or go yeah, back to that storyline. That's because that one wasn't so great, guys, and there was a lot of controversy with that one. So, what does that tell you? If that one, yeah, why go with another one? Exactly. I just, I just don't know why they keep doing these things. No. Like, I don't know. Do we want another Predator? I don't know. Well, that's what I was saying about last week. You're beating a dead horse. Yes, or like, in this case, a dead alien. Just yeah. stop. Like, I understand some people think this is entertaining, like the Olympus Has Fallen people, this guy right here. But it's just stop. I didn't disagree with you. I just said, I'll go see it. It's like those Fast and Furious things, like we said, sometimes. But Predator is not on that. I'm just, I I think Is Arnold coming back? Are we going to bring Arnold and, and, you know, Apollo back? I don't know. It's been dead for a while. Um, Ryan Murphy, though, he is doing a lot of things right now. He's basically Netflix's golden boy, but he's still staying strong and true with his American Horror Story. But now there's going to be a, a Horror Story spinoff. It's going to be American Horror Stories. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and Murphy has confirmed that there will be 16 one-hour standalone episodes uh, delving into the horror myths. And and Sarah Paulson has also confirmed that she will be directing something in this. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Something. She said, she said that too. She's like, isn't it obvious I'll be directing something. Yeah. Oh, okay, Sarah. <laughs> I mean, that's, I guess it wasn't that obvious, but okay. Um, I'm excited about this, though. The idea yeah. of just one shot, you know, like, and not the whole continuous story. But it is going to be, like, filled with people from American Horror Story all, all of the seasons. Yeah. So you, I guess you'll see some old characters pop up. and So that's exciting. A lot I of mean, people are doing that now, uh, where they're, like, basically making – seasons limited series where i mean black mirror does it with every episode and i mean you see it with a fargo chris rock has a whole like season this time and it's like so i mean this might be the new thing and i'm not mad at it i'm not mad at it i mean if you can keep i mean these people employed especially the crew that are attached to these projects if you can keep them employed and also bring new storylines i think that's pretty cool yeah absolutely and i do like how ryan murphy is loyal yeah. I mean, like it was a given that these people were going to come back and be in these things because he, he seems to carry them from project to project, yeah. which is awesome. Agreed. Agreed. 
Oh man, oh man. Alec Baldwin and the one and only Kelsey Grammer yes. are set to star in and executive produce a yet untitled show which has been handed a straight to series order by ABC Signature. Yes. Uh, it's set to be a multicam comedy revolves around three men who are roommates in their 20s until their egos drove them apart. Now the trio is reuniting decades later for one more run at the lives they've always wanted of course baldwin and uh grammar are going to play uh, these two roommates now they're looking for the third right now i think you should be the third i should totally i would love that yeah <laughs> I, my, ever since i saw this story break i've been i've been you know racking through my head who would be a great person to fit in with baldwin and grammar and you're right. It I didn't even you. consider myself, but it should be me. Yeah, I think it, it would be, be fantastic. <laughs> I I would be That'd be fun. I would love to get up in the middle of that and just have conversations with the two of those men. Right. I mean seriously. ABC, a, call me. ABC, call me. Call me. Oh, man. You know. But uh, ABC <laughs> is uh, making sure this is going to be around the 2021, 2022 yep. television season. So stay tuned for that, guys. Oh, um, and then this next one. This next one. Yet another one. Sorry, I didn't wait to exhale. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody knows the 1995 hit film, Waiting to Exhale, is getting a reboot treatment at ABC. No. I know. It, no. I mean, that's the thing now. I mean,. Once huge film, now going to be a reboot series. So yeah, and, and I just Forrest Whitaker is not attached, nope. from what we understand. None of the original cast is attached. It's uh, Lee Daniels is doing this one. Yeah. Apparently, he's 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 attempting to bring this. Um, but I, I it's going to happen because they gave it a commitment with penalty. Yeah, meaning if it doesn't happen, they got to pay. So They're you know it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. So um, I just why? I know why. If that was a really great film, and I just feel like you know you're dishonoring. Uh, uh, Whitney one, yeah. you know, just I mean, we don't need all these reboots, right? It's crazy, man, man. absolutely crazy. But ABC has given a put the pilot commitment to Family Affair. Mm. Now, this one is said to be a single camera family comedy from husband and wife writer producers Devin and Renada Shepard yes. and uh, Curtis Fifty Cent Jackson and Mary J. Blige are going to be attached to the show, and it's described as blackish meets the jackson five yes uh, so i mean take with that what you will i mean it's gonna be awesome like what, what did they say it was a r&b a faded r&b star and a committed bachelor whose lives are thrown into a tailspin when he's raising uh his sister's four kids yeah so he's like this washed up r&b star that's now got to raise his four kids or whatever i i think again this is good this is original yeah you know and let's let's be honest about it 50 cent is killing it oh yeah he is just you know, he's, he's got everywhere. the relationship with BET. Now he's got building a nice relationship with ABC and Disney um, for life. It, I mean, hugely fantastic. Yeah, so Showtime, obviously, stars, yeah. like he's everywhere. He, he is. And, you know, um, Mary J. Blige is going to be in the new Power. Yeah, exactly. You know, Power Book 2. So they've already got that relationship kind of established. So I think this is good. I think, I, I mean, it sounds like it's going to be a fun show. So Yeah. Agreed, man. Agreed. Uh, Freeform is also doing some things. It has set the full cast for its upcoming single-camera comedy, None of the Above. Now, we're talking Greg Wayans, uh, Aisha Cooper, and, I mean, they're set as leads. Ron Taylor, Justin Miles, Caitlin Tarver, and uh, round out as series regulars for the cast. And, I mean, this is super awesome because it's like two college friends that that are trying to find their transition into 
into like the real world and it isn't as easy as people think it is i mean there's certain expectations you have to meet and all this different shit that comes with adulting yes so that's what it's gonna be about <laughs> i feel like a lot of people can connect to this i mean seriously like yeah there are some adults forget college kids yeah, <laughs> there right? are some adults that can connect, connect to this it's like wait a minute especially 2020 right oh, yeah. i think all expectations went out the fucking nobody window knew. in 2020 i mean yeah i don't know it's, nobody you know. knew Oh, man, but Hulu, Hulu's doing some things. Well, not really Hulu. Disney Plus is stealing Hulu stuff. I like that Disney owns multiple platforms so they can decide what to do with this. Yes. Um, And we're talking about The Mysterious Benedict Society, and it is a series on the move. The show was originally supposed to go on to Hulu, but now, with it being Disney, I mean, they're able to rework some stuff. Now it's going to go over to Disney Plus, and it's supposed to hit around 2021. So that's pretty cool. I mean, Dana Walden, the chairman of entertainment for Walt Disney Television, said in a statement, quote, We have one of the great benefits to creators working with our company is that we have a platform that's right for every single series. And having seen this, uh, the first couple episodes of the show, there is no better home than Disney+. Plus. See, I, I mean, I'm with you. I like the idea that we're like, okay, maybe they thought this was going to be a bit more edgy, maybe a bit more adult. But then after seeing how it's coming in and what it's looking like, they're like, no, this is okay. This can go to Disney Plus. Yeah. And vice versa. Remember they had Disney Plus with the Lizzie McGuire thing and they're like, whoop, nope, wait a minute. Let's look at this. Maybe this should be Hulu or not Disney Plus. But, you know, I do like that they have those options. Yeah. So that, well, you know. And something else. Disney Plus doesn't always, like, kid stuff i mean it's definitely classified as a kid streaming platform but i mean the mandalorian very violent they're oh yeah they're killing motherfuckers yeah without doubt the right stuff i mean very educational and it's not a kid show at all so no, it's i mean not. there's a whole bunch of good content adult content out on disney plus that isn't like saying fuck every other word yeah so. no it's exactly right exactly right so um adult but not like over the top edgy. yeah like you know so um, and, and you just named it. I mean, let, there's a reason why Disney Plus is growing so fucking fast. Yeah. Like, because they've got great stuff on there that I, I think really appeals to all the audiences. I really do think that. Agreed, man. And another one. Remember, you haven't seen Greatest Showman. I haven't. I know. I still need to. Oh, my god. It's on Disney Plus now. I know. <laughs> See? You remember the kick-ass song, This Is Me? Oh, yeah. I loved her. Well, she, Kiela Settle, I'm talking about, and Emery Kelly are set to, uh, for recurring roles in the new Disney Plus show, Big Shot. This is the one with John Stamos. With so I'm big kind of shot. excited. Yeah, John Stamos, Jezlyn Gazelle, uh, Yvette Nicole Brown, Richard Robichaux, Sophia Mitri, and a whole bunch more. Um, it's a series that follows a temperamental college basketball coach, mm. John Stamos. Of He's course. still upset about Becky. She's, yeah. Uh, yeah, fuck it. She's in jail. Uh, <laughs> he gets fired from his job and has to take a teaching and coaching job at an elite all-girls high school. Mm. There we go. There you go. Yeah. Now, I mean, the cast sounds phenomenal. Yvette Brown, she, you know, she's going to be – she's fun on everything she yeah. does. Like, I mean, she's going to be fantastic. So there you go. Agreed. More quality stuff on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, this next one. You're not even old enough. I, I you shouldn't no, even talk about this one because yeah, you don't even know. I have no idea. Take it over then, old <laughs> motherfucker. You gaffer. But. Name that tune is coming back. Half our listeners probably have no idea what I'm talking about. Way back in the day, Kathy Lee Gifford and a host. I don't even remember the host name. But there would be two contestants, and they would say, I can name that tune in this many notes. And then the band would play and or Kathy Lee Gifford would sing. She wasn't Kathy Lee Gifford back then, just Kathy Lee. Yeah. Um, 
with a note or however many notes they thought they could guess the name of the song in. Well, doesn't that sound exciting? It's coming back. <laughs> yes. Jane Kronkowski is going to host it this time. And everybody's favorite, Dog. Yes. Randy Jackson, former American Idol. Yeah. He's going to be the band director. So he's going to be the guy playing however many notes you think you can name that song in. That's cool. So name that tune, guys. Name that tune. I've actually think I've seen it once or twice before. Was Jeff, Jeff Foxworthy a host? I have no idea. That's probably uh, be smarter than a fifth grader or whatever the fuck. Yeah, but, yeah. No, yeah. this is like, I mean, fetus Kathy Lee. Oh, she was like yeah. barely out, like out of her teens. Yeah. It was way old. But you might have seen it on Game Show Network. I think it was on there maybe, for a little bit. I mean, maybe. So. It sounds very familiar. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but good, good news, guys. Good news. COVID fucking sucks, but some people are triumphing over it. Yes. Latest being Richard Schiff. Everybody knows Glassy from The Good Doctor. Yes. He is home, and his wife picked him up from the hospital, so it's all good news from here. Yes, uh, super excited. Taking off the oxygen. I know we told you last week he had been hospitalized and was put on the oxygen and steroids and everything, but apparently off. Good to go. Back home. And so, or Toby from West Wing. Yeah. Glassy from Good Doctor, Toby from West Wing. You know who we're talking about. Yeah. But the fact that his wife picked him up is also good news because her, yeah. she was also, uh, had COVID and, w- and was recovering at home. So the fact yeah. that she was out picking him up. All good news. Glassy will be back. Yeah. Sean won't have to be alone. It's okay. It's all right. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> now, we teased it at the top of the show talking about a little bit with Disney and Black Widow. Yes, guys. It is true. Wonder Woman is coming to HBO Max for free on Christmas Day. That's like yes. a Christmas present from Bugs. It is. Uh, so I'm super pumped, man. I'm super freaking pumped. And I mean, like I said, I, this is a little bit more of a pricier streaming service. So I think they're like, okay, it makes sense. But they got a lot of good content. So I'm just happy that they're not doing that $30 bullshit. Yeah, no, you just, if you have HBO Max, you get it. I did read a little deeper though into it. And apparently it's only for a month. I don't know if you have to pay like for it after that so or whatever, but everybody's going to watch it in that first month. Yeah. I mean, come on now. Um, we did have Patty Jenkins' response. It's beep. Yeah, she, she, <laughs> she was, was not fucking happy. No. Um, she made this film for theaters, and she made that perfectly clear. In fact, she wants you to see it in theaters so bad, she is starting a little group and working out ways for to help you rent out your local theater for just your family and friends so that you can be safe and still see the movie in the theaters. You going to pay for that, Patty? I mean, you going to pay for that? Seriously. Um, that's how bad she wants you to see it in the theater. Yeah. Um, my thing, yeah, like I've said multiple times before, I would rather somebody just see my stuff than never see it. So, yeah. I mean, theaters, the future of the theaters is so unpredictable right now. So, nobody knows when those are going to open back up, at least on a permanent basis. So, it is what it is. And it we've is got some is. news about that, too. Some some deals going down with the theaters. That... Which I think don't make sense right now. No. Why would you make this deal? I mean, I, I don't know. I, especially when we go into detail on this deal, it just sounds like it's the end of theaters. Yeah. I mean, honestly. But we'll, we'll talk about it. It's crazy. Yes. But, oh my gosh, a whole bunch of people are going to be excited about this one. Because Greg Berlanti is putting together something else. Something amazing. Of course. <laughs> and it's a DC. Another DC super superhero movie show i should say yes. wonder girl wonder girl is coming to this cw 
Yes, and, and and not the one you think. Not that. Not one. Donna Troy. Not the one that's on Titans. Not the one you're familiar with. This one's Yara Floor. Yes. Yes, she's Latina, and uh, she is going to be the star. If you guys know, they've like rebooted the comic books, like the Justice League and all of DC comic books. They've like these new future versions of the characters. Well, the new Wonder Woman is Yara Floor. Nice. She's going to be the new Wonder Woman, but that's in the future kind of a thing, storyline that they're doing. So this is going to be like a prequel of when she's Wonder Girl before becoming Wonder Woman. So if you're reading the comic books, you're probably going to be like, well, wait a minute, isn't she Wonder Woman? Yes. Yes, but... she was Wonder Girl first. And so that's how that's going to go down. Um... I'm excited about this. She'll be the first Latina or 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 Latin X lead superhero character on television. So that's going to be fantastic. That's huge. I mean, Berlanti's already done it with with Black Lightning and and, and the gang. He he's crossed so many barriers and done you know broke so much ground with the superhero shows on the CW. So uh, this is huge. I would be super huge. freaking happy if we could get a cameo from Gal. That would be just fucking epic. I, I mean, mean, when Ezra huge. Miller popped up in uh, Crisis, Infinite Worlds or whatever, like that was badass. I yes. mean, that showed it was all connected. So if, yeah, if Gal, Diana pop up, that'd be great. Yeah, and no word yet on whether this is going to be like what Earth it's going to be on yeah, exactly. in, in the Arrowverse. Will it be on Earth Prime where Supergirl and Flash and, the, you know, their whole little Justice League are? Or will it be a separate, you know, we don't know. Yeah. So we'll let you know when we know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, something that's kind of disappointing when it comes to the DC Arrowverse universe and the CW. They just announced today that they are canceling Black Lightning. Yes. It will end with the upcoming fourth season, uh, which is supposed to premiere early next year. This movie follows the network announcement last week that it is planning a spin-off series titled painkiller starring uh jordan calloway who is a series regular on black lightning uh he's gonna reprise his role as his character and of course it's gonna um he's gonna be more featured in the upcoming season of black lightning so they can kind of set that up yeah but uh it sucks man it yeah sucks. i mean first supergirl now black lightning yeah um it, it, okay but what i'm not happy about is I, don't get me wrong. I'm really happy about Wonder Girl. It sounds like it's going to be fantastic. I think it's going to be a great show. But you got that. Now you got another backdoor pilot from Black Lightning, right? Introducing another guy. Where the fuck is Green Arrow in the Canaries? He's not going to let it go. I'm watching Arrow again. I'm on that season. And I just got Catherine McNamara is so badass. I'm just saying, <laughs> where the fuck is that spin? You Don't give me all these other spinoffs before you give me Green Arrow in the Canaries. It's the fucking Arrowverse. Arrow verse. You need a green arrow. Okay, I'm done. You can tell he's passionate about it, guys. You can tell he's passionate about <laughs> I'm it. I'm just saying you can't have an arrow verse without a green arrow. It's true. And she's a badass. Yeah. I don't have her come at you. But I'm just saying. She'll kill you. There were some rumors apparently. Somebody like saw on Reddit that she said she didn't want to play it anymore. Oh. You know, and was done fuck? with the role. And she quickly corrected that shit. She's yeah. like, nope, not true. I'm aching to play her again. I would want nothing more. Yeah. Hello. Just put it out she there. She wants nothing more. Exactly. Just give it to her. All right. Meh. <laughs> oh, goodness. But uh, other news happening over at HBO, Warner Media, all that good shit. James Gunn has confirmed this week that Sylvester Stallone has joined the cast of the new Suicide Squad. Yes. No idea what the fuck he's going to be playing, what role he's in. Of course, this is a follow-up to the 2016 film. Margot Robbie's coming back. Uh, everybody knows that E. Edris 
Eldris Elba is gonna be back or return. He wasn't in the first one. I don't know. He what was not saying <laughs> Joel Kidman and of course Taika Waititi. They yes. will also be in the new one. Now I heard a rumor, and this kind of makes sense to me. Remember when we were talking last week about the one actor that was playing both King Shark and the prison guard? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, apparently from what I understand, diving into this a little bit, he was the body guy for King Shark. Oh, on on set. Much like uh, you know, Sean Gunn does when he does all the body work or yeah. whatever. So he's playing the prison guard live action, and then he was the body, the digital body guy for King Shark. So there's the rumor is is that maybe Stallone is going to voice King Shark. Ah. Which I mean, if you've seen King Shark, watch him on that C- would make sense. CW's Flash or whatever. I mean, he's half man, half shark. He's huge. Uh, Stallone would totally kick ass. That would make sense, right? So I hope that rumor's true. That's just um, it's a rumor. Don't hold us to that, but it would make total sense. Yeah. Plus, he said he was going in to do some vo- some work. Mm. He didn't say to go film stuff. Yeah. And we know most of Principal's already done. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, voice work would make sense. It would. Just saying. I could see that. I could see that. Uh, more stuff happening for HBO Max. Ava DuVernay and Roberto Pino's uh, DMZ yes. has landed a series order by HBO Max. The streamer has ordered four episodes of the limited series, and this is a futuristic drama set amid the Second American Civil War mm. and is based on DC comic series that we've told you about a few weeks ago on the show. Um, everybody knows the stars are Rosario Dawson and Benjamin Bratt. Yes. So that's exciting, man. That's exciting. I, and and maybe a way more real than what we Bright want to admit. Shit. Second Civil War going on. I feel like that's accurate. Rosario, <laughs> maybe Corey will show up. Cory Booker gonna be on it. I'm right? just saying, you know, okay. A cameo, cameo back door. <laughs> so funny. Uh, did you guys see? Did you guys see the Tom and Jerry <laughs> trailer? Uh, some people were not happy about it. Some people were not happy about it. They can voice their opinions, but uh, I, I, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I just think this is, uh, you know, kind of like a Warner Media Who Framed Roger Rabbit type thing. Because I mean, it's live action mixed with the animation. Yeah, uh, which I can. imagine imagine that's probably really hard to act against yeah i mean so i was kind of more hoping for the cgi thing you know like they did with scooby-doo um and garfield i i was kind of hoping they'd go that route um but they did not it's 2d animation and um and in then real world and um i was not a fan yeah i i just did not like the trailer i thought it was kind of i don't know well, I mean, we're probably going to be able to watch it on HBO Max. So, I mean, there you go. I, I mean, let's try true. it out for free. I'm pretty excited about it, though, because uh, I really like Chloe Grace Mortez. I do, too. Uh, she's like a really far up and comer. So, I'm excited to see what she does in the role, uh, trying to basically exterminate Jerry. Yeah. Because she just kind of, it's, they're basically set in a hotel. Tom and Jerry part ways, if you haven't seen the trailer. And then they meet back up because Jerry's staying at a hotel. And uh, Tom's brought in to take care of the rodent problem. Yes. And, and it's Michael Pena. And yeah. So, I mean, I like everybody involved. And I love Tom and Jerry. I just, I didn't like the trailer. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the movie will be funny. Yeah. Have I you checked didn't... out Scoob yet? I have not. I uh, need to. I yeah. know. I know. You have yours that you haven't seen. I need. I have I mine. I Blue know. Falcon. 
I, yeah. I haven't Blue Falcon and Dino Mutter in it, and I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. I feel so bad. I'm ashamed. So good, man. So good. Uh, this next one kind of took me by surprise, but I mean, not really you because he kind of does it whenever he wants. Yeah. Uh, Warner Media announced this week that Conan O'Brien will end his self-titled, self-titled TBS late night show Conan in June of 2021, finishing his 11-year run for O'Brien on the cable networks. But, but, his travel specials, uh, Conan Without Borders, will continue to air on TBS going forward. But you can still watch him because he's going to have a new weekly variety series on HBO Max. This is the new thing. I mean, a lot yeah. of a lot of streaming services are having their own like late night kind of shows that are entertaining and that interview guests. I mean, I mean, David Letterman's is kind of like that. It's still Absolutely. an interview type show, and like, yeah. So I mean, I'm not surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if you see more of this. Yeah, yeah. No, and look, guys, he's been doing it for a really long time. I know it's 11 years at TBS, but did you know? And I did not know this. He's currently the longest tenured late night host he's been oh, hosting wow. hosting a late night talk show for 28 years mm. since he did you know the late late show i mean the um late night with conan o'brien um and then you know of course he did the tonight show for like half a second half and a then, second you know to tbs but yeah 28 consecutive years he's been hosting that's a late crazy. night talk show so Didn't i mean realize. it's a long time so yeah. you know he's ready to do something else yeah Good for him. Makes sense. Makes sense. I'm a huge Conan fan, so I wish him all kinds of success. I hope it's going to be great. Yeah. And like we teased at the top of the show, Warner Media and Roku are nearing that deal to bring the app to the Roku devices. Uh, Hopefully, they're saying that this negotiation will be completed by the end of 2020. So, you know, just like a month and a half away. Super excited about that and definitely helped with my stocks. Uh, Definitely (laughs) bought a whole bunch of Roku stocks and it's been up like a 10% 10% tick. So. Well, yeah, because, I mean, people don't realize Roku is the biggest, you know, facilitator for the streaming services. Yeah. You know, um, they did make a deal with another company, and we'll talk about that in a little bit, but this one's like 16, This 17. is the big one. This is the big one that will get the most people to be able to see HBO Max. Yeah. So the fact that they this is the last one to get done is surprising. Well, and especially when you have Roku's literally built into TVs now. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. it, it, it is kind of weird. I think Roku probably backtracked a little bit when they saw or when they heard the insider scoop of Wonder Woman coming to HBO Max. They were probably like, shit, we need to have this for Christmas. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it all comes down to them fighting over money. Like, yeah, always. Roku wanting this much to show HBO Max yeah. and HBO going, nah, we're only willing to give you this much. Yeah. But yeah, it, it only makes sense to do it. So. Yeah, exactly. Let's hope this happens. Because exactly. I'm one of those people that has to watch it on my fucking tablet or my phone yeah. or something because my Roku TV doesn't have it. Yeah. Yeah, lucky enough to have an Xbox One. That's true. Uh, um, CBS, Viacom CBS, the original Scream. You almost had Almost, it. almost. almost. Uh, the original Scream uh, writer Kevin Williamson revealed this week that a new reboot slash sequel has wrapped production after a three-month shoot in Wilmington, North Carolina. Amid the ongoing coronavirus so this is super exciting uh and the the film is going to be titled scream like it after like i mean you know whatever he's long said the whole time they were making this thing that it was an homage to the original film and wes craven so it would only make sense that he would name it 
the same exact thing as the first film. Yeah. That's... Confusing for everybody, but have you seen Scream? Which one? Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't, I, know, I, you know. I don't know. But they did this one really fast, so kudos to them they for did. knocking this shit out. Like, I mean, I'm honestly surprised. Yeah, and they brought in all kinds of people. The cast was, I mean, so, mm, Yeah. We'll but, see. I mean, Paramount is making some risque choices because mm-hmm. Michael B. Jordan is a guy you can bank on right now, uh, but they have removed his spy thriller without remorse from the release schedule. Now, rumor has it that Paramount is finalizing a deal with Amazon Studios to show this film on Prime, which yeah. I wouldn't be surprised about because Paramount has done this a lot with a lot of their films. So. Yeah, and, they, and they've and they been making some pretty good money. They have. You know, no doubt so. Amazon will pay a shit ton for it. So, I mean, you know, this makes sense. Agreed. It sounds like a kick-ass story, too. Yeah. I mean, Jordan's going to play a Navy SEAL. Mm. What the fuck? Yeah. yeah. You know that's going to be good. Yeah, exactly. He avenges his wife's murder and gets involved in a larger conspiracy. Mm. Jamie Bell is also starring in it, so that's going to be badass. Yeah. That reunites them from their awful Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but one. this one will be much better. That It'll be much- <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, that wasn't the only change to Paramount's uh, 2021 release calendar. The studio also announced that the action sci-fi film Micronauts, uh, previously scheduled for June 4th of 2021, is now pulled. Yes, it's completely gone. Nobody knows what's going to happen. I wouldn't be nope. surprised if that one ends up on Amazon Prime as well. Yep. And the untitled Lee Daniels Billy Holiday film has shifted its release date from February 12th to February 26th of 2021. Mm. So, I mean, a little movement with that one, but hopefully you'll still be able to see it if theaters open back up, which who the fuck knows. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so. I know you're disappointed about Micronauts. It's okay. You can find the cartoon somewhere. Yeah. Just go find it. Yeah. I have no idea what it is. <laughs> I know. I, okay. I, I have no idea what it is. <laughs> you saw the damn throwback picture. You know he's a young man. Yeah, you right. know. Okay. You know. But, I mean, of course, everybody wants to be a gigolo. Yeah, an American gigolo. An American That's gigolo. the only one. <laughs> I, and you, you, you don't, I'm sure you didn't see the original. I didn't. Richard Gere. No, 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 no. no. But the, I'm super excited about this reboot. I know we all hate reboots. I know I saw it constantly. But it's John Bernthal. It's true. It's my man, Johnny Bernthal. Yeah. So this is going to be exciting. So and now he has his female lead, uh, Gretchen Mole from Boardwalk Empire. Yeah. She's going to be the female lead opposite Johnny in American Gigolo. She's you a guys, great actor. Uh, sh- uh, brilliant. Yeah. And you guys remember it was Richard Gere and uh, Lauren Hutton uh, back in the day in the original movie. This is going to be an upgraded it's same storyline they're playing the same characters as the characters from the original movie but it's going to be set so is john going to be a prostitute is that he is what, uh, that's what it is that's exactly richard what gear was a prostitute richard yes. gear is too pretty to be a prostitute uh, he was like i mean i feel like john has that rugged like oh i don't have any money so i'm gonna have to sell my butt no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> no, no um richard gear indeed did play julian and he was uh Male prostitute. Yeah. Um, and how does that work? Are you a prostitute for guys or are you a prostitute for girls? No, or it's, both? It's, it's for women. Okay. It's for women. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, if it is truly an updated version, it would be for both. Yeah. I'm just yeah. saying. Well, I mean, that's true too. Right. And we, I, I'm not crossing Bernthal. I, yeah, no. I, I mean, you know, <laughs> I just whatever Bernthal up. wants, Bernthal gets. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> he will be playing Julian though. He's introduced 18 years after he's been arrested for murder oh, and he's struggling to find his footing in the Los Angeles sex industry while seeking truth about the setup that sent him to prison all those years ago. And he's on a mission to reconnect with his one true love. <laughs> Listen, babe, you got that STD from me because I'm right. an American gigolo. I mean, you know, <laughs> I, I, I just 
I mean, you saw what he does in prison. Yeah. That's like the Punisher. Like, yeah. I mean, I love Bernthal, though. Yeah. All kidding aside, he's going to nail this role. I think it's going to be epic. I mean, this guy is like one of the most underrated performers, in my opinion. I think Agreed. He just, Agreed. He, he he's more than it. just that action star, too. I mean, if you haven't seen Ford versus Ferrari, holy shit. Yes. Go he steal, check he that steals out. every scene he's in, yeah. man. He's fantastic. I yeah. mean, just. Definitely. Definitely. Sybil Shepard. There it is. Do you know who Sybil Shepard is? Nope. Peter Bogdanovich, you guys you know, filmmaker. If you're if you've been watching our teasers for our upcoming series, Peter Bogdanovich was yeah. a huge filmmaker in the seventies, the new age of Hollywood. Well, this was his his muse, if you will, Sybil Shepherd. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah. Um <laughs> anyway, she set the star opposite Saturday Night Live alum, Vanessa Bayer okay. in Showtime's I love this for you. Mm. It's a comedy pilot created by Bayer, and apparently it's based somewhat on her own past. No shit. She's going to play a character who survived childhood leukemia to fulfill a lifelong dream of becoming a home shopping host. Yeah. Shepard, Sybil, you you don't remember her from Moonlighting with Bruce Willis? (laughs) Nope. No. Okay. No. All right. Anyway, <laughs> Shepard is going to play Patricia Kunkin, the icy and enigmatic CEO oh. of the Home Shopping Network, where she'll work and she'll oh. be great. So, oh yeah, she's a she's a great bitch. It, no, seriously, <laughs> talk about talk bitch. about moonlighting. You know, it was a private investigating company or whatever that she owned, and she was like a mega bitch to Bruce Willis. I was like, it, that's her thing. It worked. It worked. It worked. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff, man. Oh, you. this is all you. Of course. Of course. And other good stuff happening. <laughs> Friends will be turn, returning to Nick at Night. I know a lot of people have missed it. Uh, the Nickelodeon has renewed the hit winning Emmy uh, sitcom from Warner Brothers. Television has been missing it at its nighttime. Uh, the Great Agreement is a part of a multi-year, multi-series deal that includes several renews of the top-rated syndicated series from Warner Brothers Television that airs all across the Viacom CBS. And they're also working in Young Sheldon. Young Sheldon is also going to be worked into Nick at Night. And that's scheduled to begin uh, Monday, November 30th. So just like 10 days away. Yes. So, fun stuff, man. I haven't, honestly, I haven't checked out any of Young Sheldon. I heard it's okay. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, eh. yeah, yeah. So, I'm excited for that. But Nick at Night, I was a huge Nick at Night fan back in the day. But it's clearly making the transition. Because when I watched Nick at Night, it was like the the Mary Tyler Moore show and the Dick Van Dyke show. And, like, you know, all these old black and white TV shows from yep. back in the day. And now, it's clearly making the transition into... Early 2000s. Yeah, so... Like, yeah. Um, you know, Boy so, Meets World, that type of shit. Exactly. 90s. But Nick at Night is still Nick at Night, and it's badass. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you guys don't check it out, you should. I mean, you know, they just decided to go with the best decade. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> whatever. I'm just yeah. saying. Are you, are you knocking Mary uh, Tyler Moore? I, I, no. Are you no, knocking Mary, Dick Van Dyke? No, Mary Tyler Moore and Dick Van Dyke <laughs> are amazing, but the 90s are better. I have walked past and heard you watching the Mary Tyler Moore show, man. That's all I'm saying. You can't hide that. I can't. Uh, hold I on. Can't. Hold on. I'm, I'm throwing my hand up no. or my my hat up. <laughs> I throw my hand up. Oh, no, nope. so, Don't call it. No, did you? Do, Don't no, call I'm it. not even going to like. Okay, did good. you see that video with Miley Cyrus and Dua Lipa though? No, that I did not. <sighs> yeah. Inter- yeah, check it out. Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. <laughs> uh, now if you. 
You know what that is? What is that's that? the sound of another nail in the coffin for the theaters. Yeah. That's what Honestly. That is. Yeah. Uh, this deal, this is what we were talking about a little bit earlier. Uh, NBC Universal and Cinemark Theaters have reached a deal that guarantees, guys, guarantees that Universal and Focus Features uh, theatrical releases will remain in theater- theaters at least 17 days before going to video on demand. That is less than a month. Yeah. Yeah, this thing used to be like minimum three months. Yeah. Used to be back in the day, a year before it could show up on TV or any kind of a stream. 17 days. That it could still be playing in the theaters while you can buy at a Walmart. Exactly. Like, and here, this is the most ridiculous part. The only way that it can, can not go on to streamers after those 17 days is if it's opening weekend, it makes $50 million or more. What the fuck film in this time during COVID has made $50 million yeah, on the opening weekend? Exactly. They haven't made $50 million the whole run. Nice. So, I mean, you you know this is all but guaranteeing that after 17 days, it's going to streamers. Yeah, I mean, this, I just... This is real. The theaters are already asking for a bailout from the government. So, I mean, this is not going to help at all. Like, this is going to be so bad. Yeah. And I don't think... The movie theaters are going to recover at all, at least the multiplexes, like we've talked about multiple times before. And if the one or two screens come back, it's going to be at least five years from now. Exactly. It's just – it's so crazy. The time we're living in is so freaking crazy. Like, And it's insane to think about that like two years ago, Endgame, like 356 – Hundred million or whatever, fucking broke on the weekend. Box, yeah. on the weekend <laughs> broke the weekend box office score, and now this is where we're at theatrically. Yeah, and and and, and this is on top of. Remember, they already made this very similar type deal with AMC. Yeah. So I, I mean, the I guess the only good side for the theaters is that they get to participate in profits from the streamers like if they do charge the premium price for it the 30 bucks or whatever the theaters get a piece of that but still i just i don't know man i think that it's 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 looking bad for theaters yeah agreed agreed oh guys one of our favorite shows is on the move on the move zoe's extraordinary playlist uh was first season was playing on sunday nights it's now moving to tuesday nights at 8 p.m eastern time and it will now serve as a lead-in to nbc's flashbang drama this is us i think these two back to back is going to be just brilliant get your tissues ready though seriously can you watch zoe's and this is us back to back you're gonna go through a box of kleenex in a week man it's gonna be crazy yeah but i mean i'm excited though that's fantastic yeah agreed man agreed uh nbc has also firmed up the rest of its january lineup and has set premiere dates for the new uh tina fey Robert Carlock comedy series, Mr. Mayor, starring Ted Danson. Yes. Mr. Mayor will take uh, take over the 8 p.m. anchor slot in the NBC Thursday's comedy block starting on January 7th after the new year comes uh, with Superstore sliding into 8.30 and Ellen's Game, or game of Games yes. will once again serve as a bridge between the two cycles of The Voice, but instead of Tuesday, it will be filling in for for the voice on monday mm. uh, nbc will continue to keep new amsterdam slot warm with another imported medical drama 
nurses. Yes. Which is set to uh, succeed a transplant in Wednesday, uh, PN, uh, 10 p.m. slot, uh, missing the lineup, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which had scrapped the original plans for its uh, upcoming season and started to scratch the following uh, the George Floyd protests when yeah. all of the, like, you know, cop dramas and reality TV about police officers get canned. So. Yeah, so we don't know when that's going to reappear or if it'll reappear. I just love the insert medical drama here. Yeah, right. It's like if if it's not Amsterdam, it's nurses. If it's not nurses, it's, the, you know, transplant. It's yeah. like just insert... Uh, whatever. I mean, you know, got them locked and loaded. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Deadpool, we talked a little bit about it earlier. Uh, Zazie Bits, Bets, Beats, Bets, yep, yep. Bets, uh, Heroes star uh, Mazi Aka and Man of Steel star Michael Shannon and Hunter star Logan Lerman will join Brad Pitt in Sony's upcoming action movie bullet train everybody knows joey king's already a part of this aaron taylor johnson uh so many others guys this this is going to be a star-studded thing this is a huge cast i mean this uh, these are all phenomenally talented people and we still don't know anything about what the movie is about no idea no idea (laughs) i I, i'm imagining the script has got to be pretty fucking epic because they keep attaching some major a-listers to this film but we still don't know what it's about. Yeah. So I- I'm excited for it, though. Right. I'm excited for a film I know nothing about, but we'll see. <laughs> Sony has a lot of stuff to talk about this week. Uh, yes. Will Gluck will produce Motherfucker. Yes. A, a multi-generational romantic comedy based on a true story for Sony Pictures. His company, Olive Bridge Entertainment, has a first-look deal with the studio. The plot is being kept under wraps at the moment, but Will directed the... The box office hit Peter Rabbit, everybody knows it with James Corden, yep. and recently wrapped production on the film sequel, uh, the second one, The Runway, which Sony Pictures it will, be, will be releasing in theaters, hopefully, in January of 2021, January 15th, 2021. That's interesting. I mean, when I think of a show called Motherfucker, I naturally think, we need the guy that directed Peter Rabbit. Yeah, right. <laughs> Very, very weird. What? But there it is. Okay, Sony. All right. Yeah. I mean, MGM's doing some stuff too. Yep. (laughs) I'm honestly surprised by this. See, are you going to be mad if this one's also 2D and live action at the same time? Uh, Yeah. 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 Did you? Could you name that tune though? Like, I mean, see, that would have been a good name. That tune, the Pink Panther theme song. I could. I could have. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I mean, I would have thought of Steve Martin and not like the actual. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. That's true. They had the. They had the remake there, but um, of course, we're talking about the Pink Panther. Apparently, MGM is set to do a new live action CGI slash hybrid. Of the Pink Panther, yeah. which is MGM's longest running series. I, I, I had did, no I idea. I did not know that. <laughs> Comedy franchise. Remember, it started off way back in the day, way back in the day with Blake Edwards and Julie Andrews as a live action uh, franchise, Inspector yeah. Clouseau, which spawned the cartoon, the beloved Pink Panther, which you guys know probably from your um, fiberglass insulation, because he says right. he's the logo for that. Yeah. I'm just trying to so think random. of the young people, it's, man. It's Where did so we know random. Pink Panther? He's that fiberglass insulation guy. Yeah. But um, 
I'm excited for it, though. I've always been a fan of the Pink Panther, and yeah. uh, both the live action and the. So this is exciting. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I will be disappointed if it's like not CGI. Like, yeah. Uh, just, yeah. You know. I mean, you know, you know. Zachary Levi is doing some stuff with Lionsgate at the moment. Of course, he's not only Shazam or popping up in Marvelous Miss Maisel. He is attached to star in Lionsgate inspirational family drama, The Unbreakable Boy. Jacob Lovell has landed the title role of Austin. Levi will portray the father of Austin, a boy with both a a rare brittle bone disease and autism. Mm. Uh, So yeah, I can only imagine. But what makes Austin truly unique is his joyous, funny, life-affirming worldview that transforms and uh, unifies everyone around him. Mm. I love that. That's yeah. great family, like, feel-good shit. Absolutely. Because you need that. You do need that right now, especially now. Exactly. You know what we're not getting? What's that? Um, Tomb Raider. Yeah. We're not getting Tomb Raider. No. Um, that's not going to happen. But Alicia Vin, Vin, I can't even say her name, Vikander? Mm-hmm. Is it Vikander? I have no I idea. I think that's it. Dial in for murder. Yeah. She's doing that for MGM. With Boardwalk Empire and Sopranos alum Terrence Winter, yeah, so that should be good. I mean, <laughs> Dial in for Murders. It, it, it's I liked the the series. I, I thought I thought the the book series was decent. So I, I you know, and I like her. So yeah, I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah, yeah. Where are we at? Netflix. Uh, Netflix. Uh, they have set an award season launch of February 5th with Sam Livingston's drama Malcolm and Marie, and this one's starring uh, John David. Washington and Zendaya. Yeah, is this any surprise that they were going to push hard for the Oscars? Yeah. I mean, as soon as you saw that little teaser trailer and those pictures of the two of them together, you knew this was an Oscar contender. Yeah. Like, I mean, come on. Super excited about that one, to be honest. Okay. They bought it for thirty million bucks. I know. I mean, they're, they're spending that money they're still, but, and they'll probably spend that much pushing it for an Oscar. Yeah. I mean, on, honestly, if we're being honest about it, right? right? Oh my goodness. Uh, Robert England, uh, the horror icon that originated the role of Freddy Krueger in 1984's Nightmare on Elm Street, is joining the cast of upcoming season of Stranger Things. Uh, he will be playing a man named Victor Creel, who is imprisoned in a psychiatric hospital for a terrible murder in the night. 1950s. Oh, yeah. this makes total That's sense. Intense. I mean, Stranger Things is a love fest for the 80s. Oh yeah. So of course it makes sense to have Freddy Krueger there. Yeah, right. I mean that that's an epic casting decision right there. Exactly. Well done. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, well, finally, Brock and Michelle Obama's are they are producing some things. They are yes. partnering with Adam Conover yep. uh, and has teamed up with their Higher Ground Productions on a new sketch comedy series for Netflix, The G Word with Adam Conover. Uh, it will go inside the machine of the government and introduce views- viewers to civil servants who make it work. It will ask uh, whether the government is a dirty word or a trusted institution. That's great. Mm. Uh, the comedy series, which will be a mix uh, with documentary events we'll start production in early 2021 that's interesting yeah and, and good because i think we need a political 
you know, show that's looked at from a comedic point of view right now. Yeah. Because, I mean, I feel like sometimes comedy is the best way to get your message across. So Agreed. You know, we'll see. Definitely. Congrats to the Obamas. Though. Yeah. Uh, Judd Apatow is also doing some stuff with Netflix. Yes. Uh, he is developing a pandemic comedy, and it's set around, like, a group of actors and actresses stuck inside of a bubble at a hotel attempting to complete a film. And the fun stuff about this is it's going to be co-written uh, by the South Park writer, Pam Brady, mm. so that's going to be hilarious. I'm super pumped about that one. I can imagine this is probably going to be like uh, a self-titled project. It doesn't say whether it's a um, movie or a television. If it's a television show, I'm betting like a limited series. Oh, yeah. Without doubt. Um, Space Force. Space Force was hugely popular for Netflix. So it was. It's getting its second season. That's super exciting. Everybody's coming back. Production for season two is currently slated in Vancouver for 2021. And, of course, everybody knows uh, it was inspired by Trump's proposal for the sixth branch of the military space force. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. You know what? A lot of people don't realize that Tawny Newsom is on that show. Yeah. You know, she's on Star Trek uh, Lower Decks. Yeah. Yeah, she's the star of that. And she's fantastic. She is fantastic. She's like really awesome. So check, she's in two space shows. Yeah. Two space shows. Check Boom, that. right Just there. a little knowledge. Just throwing yeah. that out there for yeah. your next uh, Jeopardy question or whatever. <laughs> you know. uh, Netflix's horror drama series, The Order, which is hugely popular right now, is not uh, returning nope. for its third season, which freaking sucks. Dennis Heaton, the creator, writer, executive producer of the series, confirmed the cancellation via Twitter this week. I know a lot of people are upset about it because, I mean, it was even the top trending show there for a while on our IMDb pro pro top trending segments so it's true it kind of sucks i'm confused by it because we just said on last week's show that netflix said we don't cancel shows more often than anybody else it's like you fucking are you sure because you just canceled another one just saying exactly exactly uh amazon got the job done okay (laughs) they They did really did did. uh they finally came to that deal with hbo max and you can now watch it on amazon fire tv devices so that's super exciting and like we said earlier that Roku deal is coming soon. So, yeah, man. That super is exciting. exciting. Uh, and what's also exciting, we all talked about a couple of weeks ago that Amazon uh, got the rights to Coming to America 2. Uh, coming to America. And yes. it's going to be released on March 5th of 2021. It was originally dated for December 18th for a theatrical release, but... At least it's going to be seen. <laughs> yeah, finally we know when it's going to be seen because, I mean, it was completed when they bought it. So everybody was wondering when the hell are we going to see it. But now we know. Now we so, know. And it's not that far away. So, I mean, you know. Exactly. This next one I just love because I love Snoop. Right. Snoop Dogg is the man. So, and and when you think Snoop Dogg, you think animation. You yes. think cartoons. Yes. Right? So Snoop Dogg is set to voice and executive produce Oaklandia. I bet you can tell where it's based at. Right. Oakland. Maybe. Right. Maybe. <laughs> An animated comedy for Amazon with Vince Vaughn executive producing. He's doing a lot of stuff behind the he scenes. He really is. And I can only imagine the behind the scenes shenanigans with Snoop Dogg and Vince Vaughn. Oh, so funny. You know that shit's got to be going down right yeah. there. So that's exciting. Yeah, I can't wait for that one. Uh, Simon Kinberg's genre films and Amazon Studios have partnered to develop the illustrated novella DNA, Death Notification Agency. Yes. And this is a genre blending thrill ride 
Bride, set in a world where people are informed of their death 24 hours in advance by an organization known as the Death Notification Agency. That's super fucking terrifying. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, it follows an ex-detective process server who, uh, after being informed of his own death, goes on the run across the dystopian United States to uncover a larger conspiracy. Now I'm never going to answer the spam risks. Never. Never. It could be the, them telling me that's your 24-hour you know, death notice. That's what like, it is. Screw that. I'm excited, though. I, you know, For anybody who doesn't know Simon, he's the longtime producer and guy behind uh, all the X-Men movies, the yeah. X-Men franchise. So I think this is going to be pretty good. Uh, yeah. Congrats to him, man. Definitely, definitely. I know you're excited about this next yes! one. Apple doing some great things. In addition to streaming on Apple TV, a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving and a Charlie Brown Christmas will be aired ad-free on PBS and PBS Kids on Sunday, November 22nd, and Sunday, uh, December 13th, respectfully. Uh, Charlie Brown's Thanksgiving will start streaming on Apple TV November 18th, and it will be a special to be available for free um, from November 25th uh, through November 27th, and the Christmas version, Charlie Brown Christmas, will stream on Apple TV on December 4th and be available for free on December uh, from December 11th through the 13th. You know so, why I'm excited most about this, though? Because for the longest time, you couldn't watch your holiday shows on the holiday. They would air the fucking Christmas special at the beginning, like December 2nd. Yeah. Like, or Thanksgiving. I watched a Charlie Brown, uh, uh, the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown on Halloween. Yeah. It was so nice to be able to actually watch it on Halloween. Now you can watch a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving, a Charlie Brown Christmas on Christmas. Thank you, Apple. So good. Thank you, Apple. <laughs> Thank you. That's all I'm saying. Oh, As an God. old school, old guy who watches them on the day. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my good. Swan Song is freaking going to be huge. I'm so super what? pumped about yeah. it. It just added Glenn Close to its ensemble <laughs> cast. Now let's remind everyone who's already attached to this thing. Oscar winner, Mashal Ali. Aquafina, Naomi Harris, oh my goodness, and so many more. The film is described as a genre-blending drama set in the <laughs> near future that explores how far someone will go and how much they will sacrifice to make a happier life for the people they love. Now, does this take place in the same universe where you get that phone call That's that you're about to die? That's a great question. Maybe, <laughs> maybe they're building the universe. Right? It's genre-bending. It's set in the future. I'm just saying. Don't answer the phone. How far will you go to make people... People happy take away their phone because it might be that death call you know right know, I'm just uh, so crazy <laughs> um, apple has also secured the rights to tetris the movie <laughs> yeah one of my favorite games both simple um this uh, story is of the groundbreaking video game has taron edgerton starring and stan and ollie filmmaker john s Ooh. bird uh directing so yeah super exciting edgerton is going to be playing hink Rogers, the a Dutch video game designer who secured the rights to distribute Tetris on consoles where uh, it found popularity. So I'm super excited. Okay, about I that. was going to ask. I was like, is this going to be a, a a a movie about the the game itself, or but no, it's going to be like about the creator of the game. Yeah. Okay. So. 
That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Fun stuff, man. All Fun right. stuff. A lot of good stuff, man. A lot of good stuff that broke in Hollywood this week. Like we always say, if it's breaking, going down in Hollywood, we are talking about it's it. It's true. So you can find it here on Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. But now it is time for our guest segment. We got yes. the one and only Dewan Johnson coming on the show to talk about so much stuff, guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you want a little piece of behind-the-scenes action from Grey's Anatomy? He's got it. Right there. Yeah, he might have a story for you. And it involves a stick. Yes. Just saying. Yeah. (laughs) Be warned. Be warned. It's not just Bosch! Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Be warned, guys. Be warned. It's so good. The up-and-comers are going to love this one. Definitely get your notebooks out. Take some notes (laughs) because you're going to need them. You're going to need them. Well... Here he is. Dewan Johnson, welcome inside the crazy ant form. How are you, man? I'm doing great. <laughs> Yourself, you guys sound so so pumped. Oh, dude, we're always pumped, man. We're crazy. It's in the name, dude. <laughs> I mean, I you it. know, you know. I mean, we're going to get a little crazy. We're going to talk about your career, your life, what you got going on during this crazy pandemic. Because, I mean, everybody's got to stay busy, right? That's right. A lot of drinking. I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> Hell yeah, we had margarita night last night, man. We know. We we feel you. It's a, it's wine every night for sure. Yeah, quarantinis. <laughs> Get a little quarantinis right. in there. Like, yeah. you know. Woo. So I feel good. like I'm on at the wrong time. Like, during, during the taping, like I should have been on during, during, during a margarita night. <laughs> well, we're going to have to have you back Yeah, that's on. next that's, time. That's right. That's, that's next time. <laughs> Well, listen, what we like to do to start off is kind of do a little introduction for the listeners who may not be familiar with you. Or I, We have a ton of fans. We, so we said Bosch. They were like Jones and Force. So we know they know you from there. But how did you get started in the industry, man? Was it something that you kind of always knew from an early age, I'm going to be in this? Or was it something you kind of fell into? Or how'd that come about, man? Well, you know, if you have this conversation with my mother, she'll say that I've been causing a scene from like, you know, eight or something <laughs> like that. And that I was always is going to be an actor but no you know I, I I I set out to be an actor when I was supposed to go into college and my mom was like no 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 no, you want to be a lawyer want to be a, I was like right I was like you're right I want to be a lawyer and then I got in all the criminology classes and I was like no I don't want to no. read <laughs> but I will play one on tv I mean you know, yeah, you know. I will play one. <laughs> let's uh, compromise <laughs> Yeah, let's compromise. But so, I, you know, I, I, I've been doing it for a while. And, and, you know, my first thing was eighth grade. I had a Wizard of Oz and all that stuff like that. Mm. Um, and I, I probably can say this with no disrespect to anybody listening to this. I am one of those, you know, unicorn people that really set out to be an actor um, from an early age and went to college for it and is actually using my degree like right now. You know what I mean? Instead of like my my other degree, people who don't. But I, I, right. I've been doing it for a while. I've been doing it for a while. That's fantastic. Now, did you? You're from Miami, right? I, that's what I'm going to claim. I claim Miami. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Did you, so? You started there, and then you kind of made the transition, or was it like? Uh, I mean, what age did you jump out to LA? Great. Yeah. You know. So this this is going to make me sound like a mama's boy for a while, but I went to college. <laughs> I went to undergrad and at 18 and, you know, at 21 you graduate and I was going to go out to LA and my mom was like, no, 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 go, go get your graduate degree and something totally different. And I was like, all right. So I went to Colorado for two years um, and totally something, you know, in, in higher education. And then I came out to LA when I was about 24. So I've been out here. I've been out here for, <laughs> sorry, it must be a bad <laughs> we didn't hear that. <laughs> Sorry, bro. You ain't as old as I am. I, you're good, man. You're good. <laughs> I think the call dropped a little bit. I <laughs> 
And ain't nothing wrong with being a mama's boy. You always do what your mom tells you to do. That's a good man. You do. I do. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So I, I got to tell you, like one of the things that we found, like, like you have been a steady working actor, it seems like, for a yeah. very long time. Did you find early success going out to L.A.? Or what was your process there? Because you have been one of the rare ones who, who is consistently working, which is not always the case. Yeah, you know, thank you for that. And, you know, I, there... I, I want to be clear that I know that a lot of people aren't like there's so many people that come out to LA with those dreams or New York or Chicago or Atlanta and don't have that success. Um, I think one of the things that I've just been doing that has been working for me is really putting my nose to the ground, but like taking, taking all the feedback and the stuff that really works for me and putting that to play, mm. you know, and, and, and making some decisions there um, building on top of that, instead of just like like listening to everyone and take everybody's advice. No, I'll take a little bit there and I'll make that build that and keep moving in those directions. And I don't have a problem being typecast, by the way, you know, um, you know, you'll see from my resume, I play a lot of, uh, a lot, I used to play a lot of police officers and detective, you right. know, boss, a lot of those, but the thing is you just tweak it. So every time you accept one of those, you make sure that it's bigger than the next. You mm. make sure that it's like, I'm not going to just do your like police officer number two anymore. You know what I mean? Right. So I get to build on that. And it's just been one of those things. And I don't want to, I don't want to like tell anybody that it's only luck. Right. Right. Because it isn't only luck. It's been a lot of preparation. It's been, it's been a thousand and one no's, you know, it's mm. been a lot of, um, can we can we talk about crying? Is that going to be all right? Absolutely, man. <laughs> Absolutely. It's been a lot of tears, you know, but it's also been some great successes. And if I can just share one more thing, the 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 big thing that I, I've learned that when you have success, when you have a piece of something, making sure that you don't rest on that, mm. but you turn that into something else. Mm. Right. So when I get on a show. I'm not afraid to tell people I'm on a show, right? right? Or I'm not gonna I'm not gonna send information to directors or producers or writers and let them know that I'm on a show. And too often, I think a lot of my um, uh, um, fellow actors they want to you know be discovered in that area. No, no, no. You can't be a secret and be a success, right? That's just it. <laughs> exactly. That's a T-shirt. <laughs> you got to put yourself out there. We've had multiple guests yeah. on the show that you talk about. You are your own brand. You got to put yes. yourself out there. And something I wanted to kind of transition into. I want to talk about how important it is to find the right representation because I feel like a lot of time in Hollywood, sometimes you'll come across some shady people that say they want to represent you and say that they'll get you like, you know, the next big role, but then like get you nowhere. So how important is finding that right representation for yourself? You know, before I answer that, I feel like you've had a little bit of um, um, the sore spot with this area. Should we talk about that? (laughs) (laughs) I've just heard stories. I've just heard stories. Yeah, we're we're friends with some some seriously talented people who just feel like they should be a bit further along than they are and maybe aren't getting the the due process, you know? Yeah. Yes. You know, one of the things really in this industry is like they're some of the most talented people can't get arrested. Right? Can't like can't like buy an agent or a manager. I see it all the time, and I think you know some of that. I don't know even what to think about that. But getting finding and not settling for representation that is just okay is really 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 key. But understanding that sometimes when you get with somebody, knowing that that isn't your forever person. Uh. So, 
actors are, we're so loyal. We're so like, if I get somebody, I'm so thankful to be with you. Right. You know, I'm just going to stay here instead of like, you know what? This isn't working. Right. right. So it might be time to move or, oh, this is just going to be for a little bit. I see I've hit this ceiling. Let's keep moving. And I've moved so many times with people or I've been with agents or managers too long. And I've learned this lesson and it's just been like, OK, we got to go. What's 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 in the good for you and your career? And we don't think that way because it's, it's a business. Right. It's a business. That's absolutely it. And and I think so many people forget the business side to it. And I think, yeah. you know, the people are as important as the skill. You you know, you're always working on your craft. You're always trying to improve yeah. your skill, build your skill, but you've got to do the same thing with the people. You, you know, you've mm -hmm. got to grow and expand and, and elevate and go to the next plateau. And I, I, I mean, I like what you said. I feel like a lot of times people are so loyal that they forget that they have to keep moving. They have to keep growing. And, and so, yeah, that, that's great advice right off. Just remembering that also that this and probably any other business out there, but this is a business built on relationships and referrals, mm. right? And so, you know, to keep moving, to keep building those people, those relationships. And like you're saying, uh, it's so key. And, you know, I've been out here for a bit, so I get to see this from a different thing. And I always tell this isn't this isn't the sexy fan part. So if anybody's a fan of Fox, you know, <laughs> this is all the behind the scenes stuff that you know. So don't take me at that. But like just as a working actor, I think what my actor people we need to remember is there are two hats we wear. We wear a business hat and we wear an actor hat. And the worst thing you can do is get confused when those two are supposed to be on, mm. right? Absolutely. And so, and, and and any probably other business too. I'm just this is my business. <laughs> <laughs> So true, though, man, and I love that. And don't worry about it, man. We have so many listeners on uh, on our show that that are trying to break into the industry, up and comers, or who are in the industry and just getting started. So we we love the real raw advice and like here's the real game and here's how it's really yeah. going on. Um, and I want to talk to you too because you brought up you know rejection, you know the amount of nose that you get yeah. because it is very much an industry as much as it is relationships and networking. It's also a relationship built wholly on rejection and. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the crying, you know, so let's talk about that and the importance of surrounding yourself with a group of people and, and, and looking out and, and making sure that your mental health is there because I feel like mm. it's so important, especially when you're going through things like we are now with COVID and all these crazy things yeah. going on, your mental health and taking care of yourself, that, that's got to be a priority, right? Well, very early on, I had an acting teacher tell me something that just stuck with me that you cannot get your self-worth wrapped up in an audition or wrapped up in not getting a part or getting a part. And I think from, from early on, I've been, I've been working hard at it. Sometimes it's, it's really, 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 I can say it as many times as I can really hard to, you know, to differentiate the two between like them saying no to the, you as an actor audition and you, you, me as the one, right. Because they're so wrapped up in each other, but it's really, really important to make sure your self-worth and who you are not get wrapped up in that. No. Um, and I do a lot of self-care, a lot of like, you know, the people who are my tribe of people that I, I, I hang around that boost me up and keep me going are the people I went to theater school with mm, my college people. 
So I have a group of people that we came out here from University of Florida, Go Gators. Oh. I want to make sure I say that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Go Gators. Um, we, are, we are the ones that, like, when this doesn't seem like it's working, we can boo-hoo behind each other, mm. you, know, you know, for each other. And, you know, your family. And that, that's really, really important. And you know what? I just, I just want to say something else, uh, uh, Dustin and Logan, that's on my heart. Um, everybody out there. Don't be fooled by something. If you see my resume on IMDb or if you see me on social media, you see all the stuff that's strung together that looks like I'm working all the time. Um, <laughs> like it looks like I am working all the time. But like if you see me now, I'm on Bosch and I still I haven't worked since last week. Right, right. right. You know what I mean? And then I'll shoot tomorrow, but then I won't work again in two weeks. But when you see it strung together, it looks like I've been working a lot. And I have. And I don't want to discredit that because I have. Thank you. But I just also want to say that there is a bit of smoke and mirrors that happens out here. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Right. And definitely. I mean, you brought it up. Social media. I feel like social media can be a huge uh, smoke and mirrors. Like it's kind of at the point now to where perception is reality. You post a yeah. picture like maybe you were on set for one day, but you post like three mm-hmm. pictures in three consecutive days. It looks like you're yeah. working like every single day. So what do you think about social media? Guilty. Uh, yeah. <laughs> See? Yeah. We do the same thing. We do the exact same thing. But uh, what do you think about social media? Do you think it's a good tool to have as an actor right now? I think it's I think it's every actor out there that is shying away from social media. It is just like you saying you have a black and white headshot still. Right. Right. So so that, that is off the table in a conversation we should not be having anymore. Social media is 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 like making quantum leaps for people's careers. Right. right? And so you can get in that or you could be off to the side and be upset about it. Right. Right. And so, but you just have to take it for what it is. It is a vehicle for people's career. It is a vehicle for just all that other stuff. And I understand it. And you, you, you hit it right on the head when you said like, I, I take a picture, a bunch of pictures, but I can put them out like, you know, day one, day three, day four, right. like whatever. And, and just take it like a, with a grain of salt. Um, but my social media is not per se for actors, right? Right. My social media is for my fans to let them in on my life, a little mm-hmm. bit of my life. And also for anybody else who's going to hire me on directors, writers, producers, showrunners. Like that's what my social media is really for so that you can see, great, I should be, I, I can hire this person. I want to work with this person as, you know, another actor, you're looking at that you might think like, gosh, I want to be this that's working all the time. Right. But that might not be the case. I want to be, I just want to be transparent about that because yeah. that'll break me if I see Dewan always working. Why am I not? No, 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 you know, <laughs> right it's like listen this is how it really is and this is how it shows but yeah i completely agree with you especially for producers producers and casting directors who are trying to get a feel for like who you are and what kind of roles you can play they can just go on your yeah. instagram and some people put like whole self tapes on their instagram so it helps the casting director and producer like get a better feel for who you are as a person and for who you are as an actor yes and different parts of your career, you will do different things on your social media. Right. Right. If that makes sense. And so, like, I'm in this season right now in my, in, on, on my uh, Instagram where it's not so much about me working. Right. Uh-huh. Because I mean, this is real behind the scenes, guys. You guys going to get real, real? Can we do that? Yes, Absolutely, of man. Of course. <laughs> this is where you're supposed to get real, real. <laughs> oh, in the ant bomb. Which That's, way am I going? Which way am I going? Right. <laughs> um, 
you know, it, but but real real, the season that I'm in in my in my um on my Instagram feed is you already expected the ones going to be working, uh-huh. right? So I'm not all the time showing you that I'm on set. I'm not all the time showing you that I uh, here. Look at me doing a selfie in my you know that's not me anymore. Right. It's me more in my life, like a day and uh, my a day in my life, a day with my kids, a day on something else, so you can see that part uh-huh. that I'm training your mind to already think that the one's always working. Right. If that makes sense, because if we're looking at the Chris Pines, we're looking at the um, the other big actors, they're not always showing you that they're on the Avengers. Right. Or that they're, uh, you know, or they're on Guardians. They're showing you a day in their life. So um, I'm, I, I shifted a little bit in there. That, that's that, that's real talk for you guys. <laughs> right. Right. And I, I have a question because, I mean, we just yeah. got off the conversation with um, a social media strategist. So, I mean, you mm-hmm. know, everything's calculated. Everything's planned out. Do you just yeah. do you calculate it like that or do you just like, oh, this is how I feel, how it should be for the time being. So I go for it this way. How do you approach it like that? My team. My team has told me to stop doing it so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good representation. Like, hey, that's right, man. <laughs> good, good reps. My team is at, you know, they're like, hey, so. <laughs> That's great. I love right? it. The honesty, man. The honesty is just coming. You know, I, 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 I do like, though, I like performers and, and artists who do share that personal side because, I, yeah. I you know, I, I know the fans – like, you know, really appreciate when they get to see a little bit of the inside world of people that they look up to or maybe people that yeah. they feel inspire them. And then I think that translates to the to the work, your body of work, because if you have a fan base that can connect to you on a personal level when they're watching something that you're doing, I think that's yeah. hugely important. So because I do feel like it can get very generic or stale when it's just here's another picture of me on the set. They want to kind of feel yeah. like they know you, you know? Yeah. And they're rooting for you. Right? Exactly. For you. you know, so in my stories, I'm always talking about my, my sons. And, you know, I don't show them on social media, but like, I, you know, I always talk about like, you know, my son's wanting a, a dog or right. something like that. And I'm like, I don't have any time. And people are like, get him a dog. <laughs> They're like, like vouching for him. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and fans <laughs> always have an opinion, don't they? <laughs> and I love it. Like you're saying, because all of a sudden we feel like we, we know them, we want to root for them. And that's important because, you know, this we're in a different age, right? Yep. It's a little bit more public. And I'm okay with showing you a slice of my life that I want you to see. Like I said, I don't show my family so much because they didn't ask to do to be a part of all this. And my sons, you know, could care less that I'm on TV. Right. I'm like, you guys want to go to set? They're like, no. No. (laughs) (laughs) Do you find though, do you find though that when you are more open like that and you are, you, you know, you do share a little bit of your real life and what's going on, they respect your privacy more because you're giving them a little bit of what they want. They don't feel like they have to peer in and like beg for it. Right. So I, I feel like they kind of respect your privacy a little more when you do open up and share with them a bit. I think so. I, I, I definitely believe that that is true. I think, you know, we're just in an interesting time in our world right now. Mm. And, you know, especially on Twitter or whatever, when people don't want to, when you don't agree with what they're putting, they're putting out there or their beliefs, then it gets a little dicey. Ooh, yeah. But, you know, it gets really, really like, you know, you know, I, I had somebody put like, Duan, say for me and your fans that this is not the way you think. And I was like, but I can't because I do think that way. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and so you got to realize that you get to walk in your belief. You get to walk in who you are. And that takes a little bit of um, just 
I guess longevity in this career. You Absolutely. Know? Um, but 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 there's fans who are going to stick by you. I've had fans that have been with me since you know my General Hospital days mm. when I was doing soaps. Yes. And they still are following me. You know, for like all of this, and there that is pretty great when you get to see. Um, the progression of fans that are rooting for you and rooting for all that, of just your success. Absolutely. Okay, so you brought up the negative dark side of uh, social media. <laughs> so, so let's get, let's get a little bit serious here for a little bit, though, because I, I'm always interested. For somebody who has been in the industry for a while and, and has been steady working or not steady working, as you say, um, you, you know, I, I want to know all of the all of the stuff that's going on. Um, the the d- diversity initiatives, the the mm-hmm. um, the the black rights movements and all yep. of the things. How has it affected your career? Because because I mean I think it's extremely important. I think it's moving in the right direction, but there are still struggles. And like you said, you make a comment about something that you feel positively strong about, you might get some backlash for it or whatever. So how does that approach or change your approach to the career, if at any? And have you seen gains in diversity where maybe now you can maybe audition for roles that 20 years ago weren't even thought of, you know? It's a great question. And, you know, I think we are on the precipice of hopefully a beautiful change in in, in Hollywood and just being uh, inclusion, diversity and equity in casting, um, you know, that's my hope that, you know, casting directors or my team will fight for me. Like, why does this role have to be, you know, this color? Why can't, why right. can't you see Dewan for for X, Y and Z? And that's my hope. And, I, you know, we're seeing a little bit of it, s- small changes. Sometimes I'll go into the room pre-pandemic, you know, um, where I would be the only person of color in there. And I'm like, great. That means this casting director is trying to, like, help, you know, maybe the, the production or directors or um, whatever see see different, see something different. Um, you know, for me on, on social media and for just for out there being all of this, I, I just, you just have to, it's scary. I'm going to be honest with you, Dustin and Logan. It's, it's a scary place to be, but I think you just have to be more resolved in your, um, in, in your beliefs and your mm. core values uh, about what am I putting out there? Um, and what do I believe? And I'm on a show right now. Right. And right. so this conversation, even as I'm talking to you, there's, places that I'm not going because cancel culture. Right. right sure. And there's, and, there's, and that, I, I understand that some people out there are like, no, I speak your truth. You can do your thing. But what you don't understand is where I'm coming from. I also have a mortgage. I'm coming right. from, I have a career. I have, I'm also coming from a place where I have a, something to lose. Right. Absolutely. And so where I do believe I can be in my core values. I can, I can believe that. I am right now on a show. And so I think when you get to a certain place in your um, just and and I and, 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 and guys, I might speak out of turn. I might step in some poop, you know, right now by even just saying some things. But I, 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 I'll be honest, like, you know, I just walk very cautiously at the moment mm-hmm. about what I'm saying out there on social media. And sure. All that stuff. Well, I you mean, know, and I take. It. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say you have to because look at the situation. James Gunn or Kevin Hart or something. These people are yeah. looking and digging shit up from like 15, 20 years ago. You know, it yeah. could be one statement that they made 20 years ago, mm-hmm. and people are finding it and ramming it down now. So you do have to walk, especially in the day and age where everybody's got a phone. Somebody's going to record you saying something. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I, you know, and this is just my belief. I think a lot of that stuff. It gets to be brought back up, right? It gets right. to be brought back up. But I also believe, and this is just my belief, this is nobody else's belief, my belief, Dewan's belief, 
that like when do we get to a place where we can't like let somebody apologize a meaningful yes, apology right. and maybe do some work around it and maybe and 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 let that start to be the the new turn of mm. us healing right and so so i'm not going to sit here and say that like all of that stuff shouldn't be brought back up when you said x y and z long time ago that gets to be right. but, like you also get to like say I was I was young and full of whatever, you know, back then. Right. And I can see where I said that I shouldn't have said that stuff. Or yes. I can see how that hurt somebody else's feelings. You know, um, you know, it's a whole other story when you want to apologize for it, but <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> well, like, let's, 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 I'm not gonna say anybody's name. We're, we're just keep moving. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, we know, know we yeah, know. You, you also have some past encounters, huh? Like <laughs> oh man but yeah i mean i feel like right now a lot of people aren't even willing to have a conversation about bringing up something yeah about even touching into the gray area and i mean we talked to uh denim richards from yellowstone a couple weeks ago Mm -hmm. and we -hmm. talked about talking about the gray area because that's what will help us move forward but like you said not a lot of people want to talk about that and so when things get brought up and people are very opinionated right now because they have the tools that can let their opinions be very much heard across the whole entire world so it gets a little crazy every now and then but i think it's all a pendulum swing like we're Mm. trying to figure out the balance of everything right now and especially right now when everybody's cooped up in the house and they're just freaking (laughs) reading their twitter threads like crazy so it's a it's an interesting time to say the least to say the least it's an interesting time but you also get to i'll say to anybody out there who's who's an actor you're starting out you're listening and you know, social media, yeah, it can be you know this dark place, but it also can be can be can be this lovely place where oh, you're yeah, beautiful, beautiful, you know, as well too. And um, uh, I, I do speak my truth, and I do step in it. And every once in a while, I'll just say it on Twitter. I was like, I forgot about the box, <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. You know, you know? it's yeah. okay. Like, I just, that's another thing, too. I feel like uh, so many people are wrapped up. They forget that it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. People have Thank bad you. days. People yeah. have some, some times that they're going through, yeah. and sometimes they say things, and, and, you know, they're just in the heat of the moment. They're feeling it, and that's okay. Exactly. Like, you got to tell your truth. Yeah. You can't, you can't always, you can be friends with somebody you don't agree with. That's okay. Like, I, I just, I think there's just too much hate. Where do you do that at? All right, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) That's it, man. That's it. Okay, so now we got to talk about the shows because we've been steady talking about how much you're working and and we haven't even brought it. First of all, quarantine, dude. Fantastic. Okay. So good. We were huge fans of the IGTV series. We thought it was just brilliant. You guys are absolutely – how do you create content and have a good time and have fun and do it all at home with all this craziness? We thought you guys just were brilliant, every one of you all involved with that. Um, But the Mm. biggie, Suits. Obviously, I'm a huge Suits fan. Loved your Suits. Grey's Anatomy. Logan's huge Grey's Anatomy fan. Yes. But Bosch. (laughs) I mean, come on now. Bosch is like the show everybody wants to be on. Yeah, we've had, we've had so many people as guests on the show who have, oh, I've been on Bosch. I've been on Bosch. Like, who hasn't been on Bosch at this point? <laughs> everybody, it's that, it's like, it's like it's Batman in the 60s. It's like the show you had to be on, right? So, um, yeah. huge congrats on that, man. I, I just, the longevity of the show, and it, it's so unique and it's so different. You know, because sometimes I feel like procedurals get caught up, you know, and they're the same old yeah. standard, you know, here it is, here it is, here it is. But it's so different and so enlightening. And, you're just killing it on there, man. Talk about that. How did it all come about? How'd that character come to life? And uh, what was that all like? 
Um, I, I, it's so interesting. I love to hear other people describe Bosch. You know what I mean? Because, <laughs> well, it's because it's a different experience for me, right? Right. And I, it, it just warms my heart because a lot of people have, you know, taken to uh, Titus and, you know, Jamie and Lance and the characters, Pierce, you know, my character. Right. Um, it, it is, it is. Who's been, a detective, by the way, for anybody who doesn't know, it's not Officer 20. Like, <laughs> <laughs> No. But, but let's let, let's get into that if we have a little bit of time. You know, sure. I've been on that show since the pilot. Right. Right. So since the pilot and we are just entering when we're on it right now, our seventh season and our last season, um, you know, I've been on since the pilot. And when this role for all my actor peeps out there and my fans out there that are listening, this role was officer number one. Mm. Right. Right. And so when I auditioned for when I got ready to audition for it, and I was like in this part of my career where I was like, I don't want to audition for officer number one. I don't I don't want to do it. And my uh, manager at the time was like, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll go to them and see if we can get a name for this. And, you know, if you book it or whatever. And I was like, great. I don't want to do it if it doesn't have a name. And they came back to me with Officer Rondale Pierce. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> and, and I remember thinking, um, they're fucking with me. Like, right. <laughs> you just made that met. name up, didn't you? Like, yeah. Like, who do you know named Rondell? Right? <laughs> I was like, you know, I was like, Rondell. And I was like, all right, cool. And so when we did it, that was only supposed to be from um, the beginning. That was only supposed to be the pilot. I was only supposed to be in the pilot. Mm. And it was, a, it was a one-off. And I remember we were at the screening of the uh, pilot episode at the Soho House in L.A. And, you know, the director and the producers had talked to me. They pulled me aside and they had said, it was lovely cutting your film. And they said, you know, we'll be seeing more of you. And I was like, I was like, you're right. This is what you say to everybody. <laughs> I try to make me feel good. Like, yeah. Right. And they stuck to their word. And, you know, I ended up recurring in season one. And, you know, I did a little bit in season two. And then come season three, uh, Michael Conley, the creator, you know, he was like, you know, we're, we're envisioning a world with more Pierce in it. And I was like, oh, my God, I've been envisioning that world for three seasons. <laughs> <laughs> Let's collaborate. Make that happen. You know, Let's make it happen. And, you know, they just upped me to detective in um, season three. And I just had the time of my life and the this has been one of those roles that it is not lost on me that you know in a time where shows only go two to three seasons maybe one at best you know right right that, that i've gotten to play and grow with um mr rondell pierce officer detective for seven seasons and i'm so honored and grateful that the fans have stuck behind me i've been a um, a fan favorite for a bit and I think that's really one of the things that has um, allowed me to stick around for so long mm. I, I think it goes back to what we were talking about man I, you know Pierce is genuine He, he and I feel mm -hmm. like your fans because of the way you are in real life connect with you so therefore they mm -hmm. connect with Pierce and, they, and they're rooting for him like you said he's a fan favorite and I see that progression from, from throughout the seven years and, and clearly yeah. the people that you were working with the producers and the directors and the creators saw that too so uh, that that's a huge credit to your skill and your talent and your ability to do what you do, man. I appreciate I appreciate that, and I I, I take I take what I do with Pierce or what I get to do with Pierce very um, just very personal, and I think he is I am and with him we are <laughs> uh, <laughs> the the moral compass. I, I you know nobody said that to me, but one of the moral compasses of the show, and so that 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 is very important. It's very important when you get to portray something like that because I understand that um, it just has it has it's a big deal. Mm. 
Okay, right. So, and you know what else is a big deal? And I want to talk about this too. And and we can talk a little bit about what you got coming up or stuff that you're working on. But um, you have an acting school, and and I I want to talk about it a little bit because you are one of those people that who is. <laughs> You're, you're where you're at and, and, and you're appreciative of where you're at and you're clearly very humble, but you're also one who gives back and knows the mm-hmm. importance of I've been given some stuff. I, like you said, it, it, it's not all luck. It's hard work. And you, you, when you benefit from the hard work and sometimes the luck, it, to be able to give back and bestow upon that other people who, who maybe aren't getting it, you know, is, is really important, I think, especially in this industry. And you're one of those people that's doing that through, through your school. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, thank you for bringing that up, man. Um, I I started back um, about five years ago. Um, my um, acting acting uh, coaching called Think Bigger Coaching because I just started to believe that everything I was learning, people would have like, can you can I take you out to lunch? Can I cook your brain over coffee? And I just started to get the sense that. Um, all of this information, all of these wins that I was having was not just for me, you know, that I should be like using this as a vessel to tell more actors, like, here's how I did it. This, it might not happen the exact way for way for you, but like maybe some of here's some strategies to get you to that place. And I think when I win, like everybody else can win too, or when you win, I win. And so I really taken that to heart and it, 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 it it's helped me feel more on purpose than just acting um, because I also believe I'm on purpose with that, but I just sharing it in a different way. So uh, yeah, so I created Think Bigger Coaching and I work with thousands of actors just helping them skip the line. Mm. Fantastic. Yeah, that's great. I mean, it's so important. It goes back, like what you said, all the way at the beginning of the interview, the the, the importance of networking and relationships mm. and building mm-hmm. and maintaining those relationships. And what better way to do that than recognizing, you know, if I win, we can all win and we can do this together. I mean, I, I mm-hmm. think it's just a brilliant way to approach life, not just career, but life, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 my friends, too, they know, like, if I'm going in for a part and I'm like, hey, hey, you should go out for this, too, because you might be great for this. And everybody's like, why would you competition? I was like, well, I don't believe in competition. You know, if they want what I'm selling that day, like, you know, or what I'm presenting, I don't want to call it selling, then they're going to pick the one. But if they want what M is picking today, then, you know, doing then great. Or they want what Sean is doing, like, great. But we get to share it that way. And I always think, if I don't get the role, wouldn't you want my friend to get it? Like, I'm Right, <laughs> exactly. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey man, there's a lot of people that don't think like that. So thank God there are good people still left. It's like, eh, you ain't getting it either, man. Exactly. Uh, oh, did you not see that audition? Oh, I'm sorry. Like, oh. <laughs> you didn't know Nobody about that gets one? It. Nobody gets it. <laughs> oh my gosh, That's man. So funny. But uh man, I mean, I hope you're ready for this really hard, Uh-oh. difficult qu- question. Uh-oh. I mean, I'm in. are you are you ready? That's right. Are you sitting down? <laughs> <laughs> do you need the margarita first? Do you hey, need we, we, the margarita. We can virtually send it to you. We can virtue it to you. Oh man! But uh, what TV shows are you watching right now? Wow! I know. I mean, you know, that's that quarantine question, man. Like, boom. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you're catching. First of all, let me just say, you're catching me. Like, what are we in seven months into TV? So, like, nothing now. So, yeah. Right. Like. I've already finished everything on Amazon Prime. I'm on, you know, Netflix and everything. 
Um, actually, really, really honestly, I can say that I am watching this amazing show that I'm loving called Ted Lasso. Mm, it's yeah, on, yeah, on Apple um, TV. It's on Apple TV. Uh, you know, I'm on like episode six. And I'm devouring that right now. And it's just a feel good kind of like amazing acted David. Um, oh, gosh, I'm going to forget his last name. Sudukas, uh, uh, just fantastic. I, I, I love that. Um, that's what I'm watching currently. And when I don't want to tell anybody, like this question that you asked me, <laughs> I really, I really am. I, I'm, I'm a big fantasy buff. I love mm-hmm. anybody that knows Devon. I love anything about like you know fantasy, anything in the the vampires, like anybody in the superhero world. And so you know Netflix. I just finished uh, Chronicles of uh, Shannara. There you it's, go. Listen. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> That's all good, I mean, man. I did, I discovered Lucifer during quarantine, so I'm all down for that kind of stuff. I'm you like, how you have I it. missed this show? Yeah, what? <laughs> you know? Don't sleep. Don't sleep on the Last Kingdom. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I just started Game of Thrones with HBO Max. So see, like, you I mean, go. We're all there. We're all there. Wait, 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 wait. Pause. Pause. Did you just start. <laughs> yeah, like a month ago. Like a month ago. I don't even know. I don't. I'm not. I'm not giving permission for my conversation to be used anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good, though. It's so good. You just started. I know. <laughs> so far behind but it's so damn good like i'm literally going through a whole season in like three days oh it's God. crazy it's, it's so, so good, good. I, so i'm like how do you just start you're like i don't even know how to like take this i know I'm <laughs> sorry. what's even more amazing is that he avoided any and all spoilers or what happened all this time i'm like what that's so crazy <laughs> like but, oh all i know God. about is like the coffee cup and the water bottle in the last season <laughs> That's all I know yeah, about. That's right. That's oh, right. Well, listen, I'm just going to tell you this to ruin it for you. Oh, that, shit. You know, Vader, Vader is Luke's father. Oh, oh damn. No. Damn. Just put it out there for everybody. What's going on? Oh. Right. Oh, my goodness. Well, man, what would you say would be your most embarrassing and or uh, memorable moment on any set that you have overcome and either can look back on now and laugh? Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. cry. Or, or cry. cry. Whichever. <laughs> Whichever. Whichever the moment may take you, I don't know. Gosh, my most embarrassing. <laughs> oh man, right. This is a, this is like an intense question. This like, is right? the deep cut. This okay. is the Barbara Walters segment of the show. Yeah. You know, <laughs> what the tree would you be? Point. That's right. I, I I think I think not as embarrassing. I, I more maybe uplifting too, but embarrassing is there are some people that I get to work with, like uh, Debbie Allen that I worked with on Grey's Anatomy. Mm. That is a is a I grew up watching her on Fame, you know. Yes. Um, and um, you know, just doing, just directing and doing some great things. And so when I got to, she directed me uh, um, and executive produced and that those episodes of Grey's Anatomy. Before we started, I just went up to her and I was like, I just want you to know you're Debbie Allen. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, hi. And she was like, she's like, oh, honey, come on, get out of here. Oh my <laughs> goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Not in a bad way, but then I just like kind of step back. You know that Homer gift where you step back into the bushes. Yeah, right. Right. I just want to let you know. And it, but she was so awesome about it. But I was just so <laughs> enamored by her and working. And I and I think about that, and it kind of makes me cringe a little bit. But I got to tell you, she was so such a good sport about it. And um, you know what, guys? That's me living in my truth. And there that was go. embarrassing at that moment. And I, and I but I got down to work and did what I had to do. Boom! There you go, man. <laughs> you know what? I've I got to ask this question now that we. So we've yeah. got somebody 
Dion that could possibly answer it. Because I have always wondered, since she made the transition behind the camera and directing it, mm-hmm. does she have that stick, man, from, like, fame? Does she, does she direct with that stick and, like, if you get out of line, she bring that up? Like, I've always been curious. That was one of my favorite things about her on fame. It's like, uh-oh, that stick's coming out. Look out. She doesn't – maybe she has, like, like like a mental stick. Right. <laughs> right. There you go. But, like, she brings the gravitas with her. She's yes. So, she's so amazing, man. She's so amazing. And, and I mean, she just has a legacy behind her uh, that was that is just palpable when you when you when you're in her world and people you get it, you feel it. And that fame stick is always going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> the fame stick. I love it, man. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But listen, man, what we like to do at the end of every interview and I mean, you've been doing it honestly throughout but yes. what we like to do is have our guests leave a little piece of advice for the up-and-comers try to break into the industry and what pitfalls would you say to try to avoid i would just say the main thing that i think you it took me a very long time to understand these might be the same question i mean the answer to that question would be just remember this that your tribe matters mm-hmm. your community yeah. matters and that if you are hanging around five other actors that are negative and talking about how they're not making it you will be the sixth one not making it right right that is just that is the way this works so if you are around you know five people who are not auditioning not doing anything you will be that sixth one so just continue to you know be mindful about the spaces the communities the tribes the people you're putting yourself into and just be around try to be around greatness that that took me so long you know I, I worked at a restaurant for 15 years as a bartender right and I remember thinking halfway through that I was like nobody in this audition I'm sorry nobody in this uh, these uh, this restaurant they're saying they're actors but they're not auditioning right they're right. Just complaining I was like I gotta get out of here I was like, I gotta, I gotta go, like, you know, because this is not, this is not my life. This is not what I, I see my vision for it. And, you know, I think that's very important for anybody starting out, anybody that's coming out here to make sure you get yourself into a great tribe um, and don't be afraid to change your tribe, yes. you know, because you can see that like, oh, cool, cool, cool. This is served me for a little bit. Um, that sounds very opportunistic, right? But it doesn't, I don't mean it that way. Like I said, I still have my core people. Right. But I also understand that I'm navigating through different circles in different ways. Well, man, you hear it all the time. I mean, my mom used to tell it to me all the time, and, it, and it, it's just, it's true. You're a product of your environment. So you choose yeah. whether you know, you're going to be positive and doing things and, and making mm-hmm. moves or whether you're going to be negative and wallowing in it and not doing anything. I mean, you choose, right? Yeah, and, 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 and I, I do think you choose. And also just remember that talent, like, like I think – I don't want to say it this way, but I'll say it this way. I think maybe um, oh, what's his name? Will Smith said it that that hustle will will trump talent every time. Mm-hmm. Every single yeah. time. That's it. So it will it will trump them because. And I'll say this: I have a, one of my one of my really good friends that worked at the restaurant with me. Um, you know, was part of a boy band. Oh. And, you know, I always I always thought that that I was like, why aren't you out there on some of these like talk shows or these music shows right. or these whatever you have such great skills like you can go out there and do it and he's like i just don't have the discipline that you have mm. like you know what i mean and that's just that's a different hustle that i have coming from you know from university or from 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 theater school and i just understand that no no, no this isn't no is no is just no right now no is just like temporary for me i'm not going to take it. that no and, and take it up and so i just want to say everybody out there that your hustle and the way you, you rebound um, from those rejections will trump talent every time. 
be for whatever reason. I don't. I, I don't. I'm not a scientist. I don't. I don't. I can't, I can't tell you why. <laughs> That's but right. It Wait, do Rocky, man. What? What? What's it? It ain't about how many times you get knocked down. It's how many times you get up. You know. Wait. Really That's is. exactly <laughs> it, man. <laughs> And there's my acting for today. That's right. Yeah, yeah, you killed it. You killed it. I mean, I, I, I'm, we're going to go a different way. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> Thanks, man. Projection 4012. At least you came in. At least you came in. You did. You did. It's not you. It's not you. We're just going to go a different way. That's right. Just stick that in the drawer and remember me for another role. It'll be fantastic. Oh, my goodness. But, man, listen, thank you so much for coming on the show today and getting a little crazy. Yeah. Yes. Man, you are an absolute blast. And open invite. Anytime you want to come back on, talk industry news. We do a top five segment. Um, or just shoot the shit, man. We would love to have you back on. I love what you guys are doing. And the visual for me of an ant farm, I just think of like all the like, different <laughs> tunnels we could go down. Exactly. And that's so, right. Uh, thank you for having me, and um, keep inspiring the, uh, our community, man. Oh, dude, man, our pleasure. And you do the same, dude. And and speaking of, tell everybody where they can follow you. So we got to make sure they follow you, man. Oh, please follow me on. You know, I'm everywhere at Dewan Johnson on Twitter and on Instagram. And if you're an actor out there looking to, you know, just get some inspiration, motivation, and uh, a new tribe, look for me at ThinkBiggerCoaching.com on Instagram as well. There you go, man. He knows how to sell that brand. He and does. He's on it, boy. Exactly. <laughs> what did I tell you? That's you right. Not be a secret and be a success, guys. <laughs> That's it. I'm getting a T-shirt made of that right now. It's like fantastic. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, dude. Take care. Have a great rest of the week, dude. And 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 definitely just best of luck to you and continued success, man. Appreciate you. All right. Of take course. care now. See you, man. Man, that guy was just so dang cool. I mean, it's so fun. That laugh is contagious. I know it is. I mean, I just loved his laugh, but that's just how much fun he's having and enjoying life. And I think, oh, man, we need more people like that. Yeah, I agree. Just having his little giggle fucking in the background <laughs> trying to ask questions. It was so freaking funny. Oh, my but gosh. yeah, I mean, you know, you know, you got to start Game of Thrones sometime. It's fine, <laughs> man. It's that's fine. Sick. But so good, so good. I definitely think... The up-and-comers are going to love this one. There's so much advice, so much they can take from this interview. They're going to love it. Absolutely. Inspiring from start to finish, man. So Definitely, Woo! definitely. Thank you again, Dwan Johnson, for coming on the show. All right. Now it is time for the top segment. Yeah. <laughs> top top five segment, not the top segment. I mean, we, I don't know where we were going with that. I, I don't know either. I was going like midnight DJ. Like, oh, call in. Call in. One thing is for certain, we are about to go boldly where no man has gone before. It's though. true. It's true. It's true. Top five Star Trek movies slash shows. Mm. Of course, this is brought to you by our podcast producer, Jason, rocking and rolling, making it so damn difficult every single week. Yes. Man, oh man. Um, I'm just going to jump right in. Do jump it. Jump right in. Do it. Uh, number five for me, uh, you, you're definitely going to tell that I'm part of the younger generation with my picks uh top five my number five is star trek beyond the third installment into the most recent film uh star trek franchise with chris pine and all the good people yes um yeah yeah i really like chris pine i think these are this is the franchise that really got it got me started to watch more of his stuff Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And rumor has it that they are trying to move forward with another one with that with that cast. Yeah. So hopefully, because I did, I kind of liked it. You know, yeah. I was skeptical at first, but I, I kind of liked it. Um, my number five is Star Trek 
TNG, the next yeah. generation, uh, gave us Picard and Data and Jordy and, and Riker and all the gang. I mean, I thought everybody was kind of skeptical when they said, oh, we're going to do a Star Trek show set in the future without Kirk. What? Yeah, I think what? a lot of people are afraid. But, it, man, it took off and blew up and spawned, like, f- countless spinoffs from itself. And, and just, like, um, in my opinion, the best cast. In yeah. my opinion. Uh, I just thought it was brilliant. So, Star Trek, the next generation. Definitely. Definitely. Well, my number four is sticking right in that New Age franchise. Uh, the second installment being Star Trek Into Darkness. Mm. This is supposed to be like the remake or revamp of Khan! That's right. As he would say. A- um, as everybody knew it was. Yeah. Even though they tried to deny it every which way from Sunday, everybody knew it was. Yeah. But... And I mean, plus, I mean, Benedict Cumberbatch, I mean, epic fucking actor, and I mean, so yeah. many other people. So, yeah, Into Darkness. Yes, I like it. I like it. And you'll find out why I like it in a <laughs> yeah, little bit. Yeah, right. Um, number four for me, Star Trek Four. <laughs> no, I didn't even do that on purpose. The Voyage Home. And uh, this is one of my absolute favorites just because of my story and how me and a buddy of mine walked to be miles and miles in downpouring rain to see it. Froze our asses off in the theater soaking wet, but it was worth it. Um, <laughs> this is the one about when they go back to the modern time in, in, in the late 80s with um, the whales to save the humpback whales to bring back to the future. Mm. And when they come back and they're trying to deal with modern time, it's so fucking funny to watch him. Scotty's like hollering at the keyboard because he doesn't know it's not voice acting. Yeah. He's like, computer, computer. And they're like, you have to fucking type it. And he's like, how primitive. Or cursing because there's no cursing in the future. And so Spock is trying to teach Kirk how to curse. Funniest shit I have ever seen in my life. They're walking and Kirk almost gets hit by the car and he still has no idea. what you know. And the guy's like, dumbass. And Kirk's like, well, double dumbass on you! <laughs> like, no clue how to fucking say any shit, but so good, you know? I just, it's, it was different, because it was set in the modern time, and yeah. it was all really, like, hardcore comedy. Yeah. And so it was so different from what we were used to seeing. I loved it. Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home. Definitely. And you learned what humpback whales sound like. Boom. Right there. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number three for me, still sticking in that uh, new age, Star Trek, the first one, the movie. Mm. Uh, I just, I love origin stories, to be Feature. honest with you. Yeah. I mean, so damn good. I mean, Chris Pine trying to figure out his character and figuring out where he's going. So yeah, that's number three for me. And you know what the cool thing was that I learned well afterwards and wasn't even, V'ger, you know the bald chick, right? The one that was like, v- Borg. Mm. Yes, yeah. it took place no in idea. what 1979, and Star Trek: The Next Generation was way back, you know, late 80s, and and like, but yes, V'ger was Borg. It's all connected. Yeah, like that was so cool when I found that out. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, but yeah. okay, all right. Uh, my number three, currently on CBS All Access. Check this shit out. It's badass. Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, takes place before Kirk, about ten years before Kirk. Um, it is badass, y'all. They are breaking ground with all kinds of storylines and, and stuff we haven't seen before and kind of seeing how Starfleet evolves and develops into the Kirk era is really badass. Um, you get young Spock because Burnham is Spock's sister, if you will. Um, if I'm, I'm not going to spoil anything. Oh, woo. I'm not going to spoil anything for you. Um, <laughs> That wouldn't happen in the future. Nah. Um, but anyway, Star Trek Discovery, you need to check it out. Boom. Right there. Right there. Uh, my number two. Now, I've only seen 
two, one or two episodes of this series. And I mean, it was definitely a staple for CBS All Access. A lot of people are so super excited about it. Star Trek Picard. Yes. I mean, Sir Patrick Stewart, like this guy is fucking amazing. And I mean, just the one or two episodes that I watched were absolutely badass. Like, I loved it. It, me too. Um, uh, one of hands down my favorite Star Trek series. I think I thought Discovery was hands down my, fa- but Picard blew blew it away. We finally find out what happened to Picard. Um, I mean, all kinds of characters from Deep Space Nine uh, pop up. Data, of course. Riker shows up. Like it, it's so badass. And then it's continuing. We're yeah. gonna get a second season, and yeah. you know, and Picard has a winery. He's got a winery. I mean, that should be enough for you right there. He named his little dog number one. I mean, come on. So good. Everything about it is good. So good. That's why it's your number two as well. Exactly. That's my number two as well. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, I guess that means I go to my number one, which is the latest animation adaptation of uh, Star Trek. Star Trek Lower Decks, guys, it is so fucking great. Like, I mean, you don't even have to be a Trekkie to watch this thing. It's, it's If true. you like, like, Family Guy, any of those adult animated comedies, like, you will like Star Trek Lower Decks. I mean, there's so much good storyline that stays good with, like, continuity and all the different shit that's happening in this universe. But it's also just hilarious. Uh, so, yeah, Star Trek Lower Decks, definitely one of my uh, favorites. Absolutely. And, uh one of our Survivor, because we like Survivor 2, CBS All Access, um, David something, the little bald guy. Uh, yes. He's a writer on Star Trek Lower Decks. Yeah. Going to try to get him on the show. So That'll be badass. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a great – and for anybody it, – it's set in Star Trek The Next Generation's timeline. Yeah. That, that's when it takes place. So, um, yeah, it's a badass show and funny as shit. So yeah. if you guys should definitely check it out. And then he hinted at it, but it's clear. My number one, the greatest Star Trek movie ever made – yeah, yeah, it's a Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Ricardo Montalban, you know, Kirk, going in, Spock's dead, they kill Spock. What? They kill Spock? Yes, they kill Spock. Um, everything about the film, I think, hands down, the best writing, the best acting, the best storyline, just everything fucking brilliant. Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, done. It's a lot of good shit. It's it is it's a lot of good shit. I mean, there's a reason it's been around forever. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason. Exactly. And you know, no girdle for for like Shatner. And, yeah. And, no, it was pre girdle. Pre girdle. Like, I think that was like from four on, maybe girdles. But yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just, oh he's gonna kill me. He is. I'm like that geek that asked for the autograph. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh man! Uh, now it is time for the box office recap. Oh man! Uh, I'm surprised that these movies make this much because, like I said, what theaters are open? Right. So, I mean, if there's a theater near you that is open, please let us know because uh, we might fly or drive and go see a movie. Right. <laughs> um, number one was Freaky, that Vince Vaughn movie, where I mean, you know, they switch bodies and it's kind of like uh, he's a serial killer, comedian yeah, thriller. Of, I yeah. guess uh, it came in at number one with 3.7 million and see this is exactly my point though and this was a considered a huge hit this week exactly number one 3.7 million nowhere close to 50 million nope this one's going to you know video on demand yeah. in 17 days yeah. like i mean it just no see it soon see it soon <laughs> uh number two was let him go with 1.8 million no idea what that one's about nope uh the war with grandma grandpa came in at number three with one 
are 1.3 million. Yeah. And number four was Come Play with 1.1 million. And number five was Honest Thief with 800,000. <laughs> that particular set of skills still going. Still Isn't going. Uh, Let Him Go that one with uh, Kevin Costner and uh, Diane Lane? I, I think so. No. I idea. think so. No idea. Uh, new movies that are coming out Jiu Jitsu. Yes. Vanguard. <laughs> Um, what the fuck? Uh, the last Vermeer? Sure. Vermeer. Vermeer. Sure. Uh, the Furies and Girl. Girl. We had Boy. I don't know what Girl is about. I remember Boy. Loved Boy. I don't know what Girl is like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, movies you can still go see in select theaters, maybe near you. Uh, Elf, Toy Story, True, uh, to the Game 2. Uh, true to the game too. Never uh, even heard of True to the Game. Yeah. What's up? Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and Tenet. Yes. Um, yeah, guys. I mean, everything's so freaking interesting right now. And um, speaking of interesting, I mean, going over to the IMDb Pro Top Trending segment, you guys know we already love this app. You guys know the spiel. But the interesting part <laughs> is the top trending movie is New Mutants. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? I can only guess it's because of what the top trending show is and the top trending star is. I, I have no other explanation yeah. why this would have popped back up into the top trending movie. Yeah. New Mutants. And I have that, no idea. Yeah. And I mean, let's talk about it. The top trending star is uh, Anya Taylor-Joy. Yes. So, And she is a New Mutant. She is magic in the New Mutants. Right? And uh, she is in the main star of The Queen's Gambit. Which, uh, after finishing Game of Thrones, I think that's the next one I'm going to start watching. Yeah, I, I can only imagine that people are so obsessed with the Queen's Gambit right now, and they're obsessed with who she is, that they went and watched New Mutants, or, you know, looked up New Mutants, or Some whatever, shit. to try, because I don't understand how that popped back up. No, nor do I. That is very interesting, because <laughs> it wasn't good. Uh, yeah, guys, I mean, it got a little crazy. got a little crazy. Did. you know that's what we do on Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Thank you so much for tuning in for 139 episodes. Yes. It's freaking insane, guys. Uh, we got to thank our guest one more time, Dewan Johnson, mm. for coming on the show and getting a little crazy with us, passing those pieces of advice along. Uh, be sure to follow him and his acting school on all social media platforms. Yes. Uh, I believe he, the acting school is on twitter i don't know about instagram but look them up yep. look them up yep um of course follow us and the company on social media the company and the podcast at crazy ant media and at it cap podcast on all social media platforms you guys know you can follow us both personally on social media myself at jlo fantastic and crazy ant guy 1970 yes and you guys know you can subscribe to this podcast anywhere you listen to your podcast anchor apple podcast spotify google play music iHeartRadio, radio podbean stitcher and so much more if you are watching this video on youtube be sure to smash that like button hit subscribe and of course ring that bell for all the latest and greatest notifications and all of our crazy ant media videos it's true so good man so good and of course be sure to visit our website www.crazyantmedia.com where you can start rocking the latest and greatest Crazy Ant Media gear. Thanksgiving is when we are releasing the holiday merchandise, yes. so stay tuned for that. And of course, like I said, Black Friday, we're going to have some big sales going on our website, so be sure to check it out. Man, oh man, I'm 
fucking pumped about Wonder Woman 1984 yeah. coming to HBO Max with no freaking tears. Yes, that's exciting. All the superhero news was exciting. I, I get so, you know, just up in the air with it, though. I get all excited about all the good news, and then I get pissed that we still don't have Green Arrow in the community. <laughs> I can't let it go! I can't let it go! But I'm excited. Um, And, of course, the guest segment. I Still, we gotta get those t-shirts made. I love that. You can't be a secret and be a success. Exactly. Love that quote. That So that was always fun. Um, just, yeah, man. And super, super excited that Deadpool 3 is finally coming. I know. I, I mean, honestly super surprised that it's still live and well and kicking. And I love that they're going to let him do it the way it's supposed to be done. Exactly. So it's so good. So good. Everybody knows Mandalorian uh, episode out. Go watch it on Disney+. Plus. So good. You see our baby Yoda now if you're watching it on YouTube. We love it. We love it. And you know somebody else who probably loves the Mandalorian just because she loves everything Disney. And especially Bob Iger. I mean, of course. <laughs> Oprah! Oprah!